Hey there. Welcome to Spark in the Dark. It's me, Dan Matha. Woo! Ah, did y'all see that Bitcoin? That Bitcoin tapped 16K last night. It just did a little taparoo and then it dropped down back to mid 15K. Uh, for those of you who are up on that crypto knowledge, you know what I'm talking about. And for those of you who don't, I advise you to start learning, okay? Because you can say what you want, but it's here to stay. And I'm a firm believer that it is going to set us free, set us free from the banks. And it's going to set you financially free if you're willing to invest. It's still very early. Uh, I'm not here to shill anything, right? I got nothing to shill. I'm just letting you know I'm, I'm in the game. I've been in the game for quite some time, and I'm going to continue to stay in the game. But I'm just saying we're on a uh, – looks like a, the next bull run. Looks like we're going to hit some all-time highs. I advise you guys, you know, get on YouTube, read some, uh, you know, read some articles, find some books. There's a shit ton of information out there. Just find it. Learn. I'm telling you, it's – there's a there's a change. There's a little frequency shift. We're we're seeing it in society with the way people are behaving. It we're seeing it with technology, and you know if you're if you're observant and you're peeping the landscape and you're trying to stay five moves ahead of everybody else, things are changing. You got to adapt or die. You got to get moving or get left behind, okay? And I'm not really into getting left behind, and I'm trying to get all my people with me to get moving. So, you know, peep it, peep it out. Get in on that Bitcoin, get financially free. I hope you motherfuckers are ready to laugh today because we got, oh man, I'm super excited for this episode. I was waiting to get this one in for a minute. My boy, Josh Brettel, AKA Yeti Hood, Literally one of the funniest mofos I have ever been around. You ever have that friend that you just meet for the first time, you instantly click, right? It's like you guys have known each other in a past lifetime. That's me and Josh, okay? I'm actually dedicating the name of this, I'm naming this podcast the Big Mofo, Two Big Mofo Podcast, okay? Because we're just two big motherfuckers chopping it up, talking about life, telling some crazy ass vehicular accident stories that we both have. You know, one of them involves a horse. We talk about how being big and the plight of a big man and, you know, let you guys in on what it's like to be just giant ass human beings, right? The, the perspective from, from being a young child who is a giant amongst child to becoming a man who's a giant amongst men and all of that shit that comes with that. We talk about his time in the WWE, his time as a the WWE 2015 Tough Enough winner and all the crazy assness that came with that. We talk Josh is also he's a personal trainer, he's a rapper. Peep him on his SoundCloud. I'll put that in the show notes. The boy is sick with it. And we just have a fun ass conversation. You know, like we talk about some, we talk about life, we talk about masculinity, but we have fun. Like, I just hope you're like, I just hope you're ready to have some fun because that's what we did on this podcast. So without any further ado, spark in the dark. Here we go.
ready for this shit, bruh? I'm fucking ready, homie. Is it? Ladies and welcome, gentlemen, it welcome. is here. It is here. It has arrived. Ooh. We've had some obstacles. Time management. Three different time zones. But, you know, we're just a couple G's getting a couple G things done. Linking up finally with my main man, Josh Brettle in the house, a.k.a. Yeti Hood. Say what up, what up? Yo, what up, what up, what up? Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here traveling through time with you via digital voice, of course. Time and space. Time and space. It's a circular motion. You know, it's a circular motion and it's not (laughs) man-made. It's a cosmically made. I, I can rock with that. Yeah, you know. How you been, my brother? How you been? I've been doing good, bro. I've been doing good. Yeah, no, you, uh, you look you look good, bro. You set up professional. I, I, I can't believe uh I can't believe the news that I heard uh with the whole car wreck, man. Like life's short, like life can be crazy, but I mean you're a juggernaut, bro, real life juggernaut. Like what what else could I expect? Came out on skates. Came out on skates, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, all I'm gonna say about that is everyone that I've told that story to have just—they've just been like, "You're the only person that would tell a story like that. Like, you're the only person right. that could really have a story like that." Yeah, it makes sense. Like, if, if you hear if you hear somebody else say that story, it almost seems like unrealistic, obviously. But when you say it, it's like, well, of course the car famished and you did it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Yo, I, was I just love talking. that we both have like a like, yeah 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 no what were you saying I love how we both have like a vehicular uh, anomaly in our past now <laughs> remember when I hit that horse in Colorado oh my <laughs> god bro Yo, what if story I <laughs> the dude hit the horse over the windshield <laughs> oh my god like and that was in like I, I feel like I likewise to you, like I'm one of the only motherfuckers that could be like, hey, I, I hit a horse and came out alive. Like, thank God it happened so fast that I wasn't able to brake more. Cause if I would have broke if I would have hit the brakes more, bro, like it would have came through the windshield into my face. It was madness, yo, bro. Exp- yo, so explain yo, explain how this horse got crushed. Or you got crushed yo, by so, the horse. Right, right. This this horse impaled me with all its horsepower one night on this dirt road so i'm driving i'm with one of my comrades he's kind of he's kind of weak-minded right now so i'm 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 mobbing with him trying to you know vet him bring him back to this you know current situation right we're driving we're driving he actually gets a phone call from his little brother which we had a relationship through with football and so i'm i'm kind of in tune to the to the conversation you know i'm one hand grabbing it I'm on a two-lane dirt road, bro, in Colorado. It's like 11 p.m. Headed towards, I'm headed west, and I know that because I'm headed right towards the beautiful Rocky Mountains. And I'm cruising, I'm cruising this dark, you know, headlight-lit road. Before I could even recognize what it was, I look over to my left and coming directly for my driver's side headlight is three horses. They're looking right at me, bro. Like as soon as I'm registering, like what beast this is? Like obviously it's. Four legs, it was man, too late. You know, farmland. I see one of them's at the apex. He's leading the pack. But 
sequentially, I don't think he's the leader because of the way he messed up. <laughs> Other two rear back. His reign, if he was, his reign was over that night, and I made sure of it. So his 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 two compadres rear off to the sides like Bellagio Fountain. Yes, spread I'm eagle. Like, Jesus. I'm like, Jesus Christ, spread eagle, like horsepower style. Right as I rise is happening, I'm like covering my face because I mean, like, I'm a human. What else am I going to do? Cover my face, right? So I'm riding with the homie. All of a sudden, I'm looking at this horse in the eyes, literally. Okay. So now his his shoulder, his knee has combusted on my front lamp, right? Driver's side. Jesus. This is caught. This has caused a whipping motion. His big old horse neck's coming down on my head. His jaw comes right for me. I'm thinking to myself, dear God, luckily the neurons haven't caught yet. So my, my foot's still going like, it's oh, it's break time. But he's already hitting me. Thank God. If I would have broken, if I would have braked first, he came through, it would have been right face-to-face contact. But luckily I'm cut through him like butter as my brain's still trying to break the car. Didn't, it worked out. It was great for me, horrible for him. Next thing you know, the outline of the windshield, bro, the framework of the windshield, top corner, his jaw, like, hits it. Boom, big dent. All of a sudden, the windshield, luckily, I'll get into the windshield in a minute. Got to remind me of the windshield. Windshield bows in crazy. He topples over the top, his, you know, horse hoof noises. Cut-a, cut-a, cut-a. Next thing you know, now I'm finally breaking. I look, Jesus. I look at my homie. I look at my homie, bro. I look back and forward. He's, like, still on a, on a call just doing one of those, like, what is, what is, what is. I, 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 I look over out my side mirror, and I see darkness, and I'm thinking, like, damn, I'm so confused. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the horse definitely took off my mirror. So then I go look back into my rear view mirror, and there's a trailer on the back thing, and I can't see nothing. So I'm like, damn, can't see nothing right now. The Mind you, the rear view mirror is, like, in my face, bro. Like, the windshield had spidered and bowed and bended all the way, like, four inches away from my face. So I look out, I hop out. The horse is kind of squimmering, falling off the road, falls into the irrigation ditch. The other two horses are like, he's done for, we're out. Like, they dip, right? But what happened? So what was up? With, was the horse down? He wasn't able to get up out of there? Horse was down. Horse was down, and he did, like, one of those, like, you know, when you're when you're hurt on the ground, you see those guys, like, running their feet, and they're doing the circular motion? Yeah. He's down as fuck, but one leg was like, boom, boom, getting him off. He was he was he was on his way out, you know what I mean? And he put himself into the ditch. Well, he was probably just point. so discombobulated. Dude just did a, a triple gainer. Triple gainer, bro, off the chin. Nailed it. Damn. Nailed it, bro. <laughs> so now my car, my, my car's barely drivable, but I'm thinking I gotta get home now because I want to get home, bro. I right. Be here no more, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm like, yo, you just hit a horse. Map me right now. So I just bust the left. I know the way home, but I bust the left down this other dirt road. And I'm like, just map me, bro. And Siri guided me. So your car was drivable. It was drivable, but it didn't sound right. And the whole, whole, so from the front lamp all the way up over the wheel well was this giant horse knee dent. And then exploded front cabin, framework of the windshield destroyed, all cosmetic. Engine was like pretty much fine. Like obviously like the radiator was sad and all that you know <laughs> it was sad bro it was tearing <laughs> you know what I'm up it was tearing up so then I, I so then i pull up so then i pull up to the spot right and i'm thinking to myself right like at the time like my baby mom was home uh she was like you know like on one probably and so then my my homie i'm like yo just don't say nothing about like uh too much too many words about it you know what i'm saying i'm gonna explain it to her she's probably gonna be upset already because it looks pretty bad because my bro my 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 car looked like like synovial fluid from this dude's kneecap, whatever you call that, kneecap fluid, and it like exploded. It looked like Versa sack. 
bursa sack of the god horse <laughs> god bursa sack it erupted on my on my whole front side so it looks like this like very dark blood-esque drippage and then horse hair horse chin hair goatee hair all in my windshield and it kind of looked like i could have hit a human bro you know i didn't i'm not, I'm not gonna ever say i did because i didn't but damn like it looked sus so i pulled into the garage i get out i'm like yo just don't say anything and then I'm like, yo, this is what happened. He said, this horse. I'm shook up about it. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm going to clean it up. Call Progressive in the morning, you know? Like, thank God for I'm gonna call. I'm going to call Pam in the morning, whatever her name is, Progressive Lady. So then all of a sudden, uh, my buddy can't take it no more. He busts. He's like, someone might have saw us. We saw headlamps in the distance. Like, just to add more. And I'm like, I'm like, this dude just showed his true colors all crazy. I'm over here. Your homeboy. I'm trying to like, I'm trying yeah, my homeboy, like from from a certain cracked under pressure. Yeah, yeah, he cracked, cracked under pressure, under, bro. Cracked, how much pressure though, bro? He he cracked under shock, bro. He cracked he cracked under under uh, inexperience. I mean, well, I yeah. can't say I, I, I can't say I have experience in horses. Well, so, listen, bro. Some eggs crack easier than others. You know, some crack straight up, bro. Than others, straight up, bro. Yo, speaking of eggs, I've been eating these Bel Campo eggs. Oh my god, these eggs are. God eggs, bro. Wow. Yeah. I wish I could just, I wish I could ship you some. Like, logically, there's, there's like, I've eaten good eggs. I'm sure you've eaten a good egg. You've been eating eggs from Sam's Club. I've eaten eggs from off farm. I've eaten my grandma's eggs that she brought in just 10 minutes before they got laid. You know what I mean? But these eggs, there's something rich about them, bro. <laughs> good ass eggs. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a baker's dozen of these motherfuckers. I want like a little third paw so I get 13 in that motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> so, what, uh, what, where do you get these? So uh, there's a spot out here in California, <clears throat> this little area right here, West Hollywood, Hollywood area. It's a uh, Bel Campo Meat Company. It's okay. like locally sourced. They like they hook it up with beef. They hook it up with sausage, chicken, rice, all the all the necessities to be great. You know what I mean? They got it on deck. And so like I got a little nice little deal going with them out here right now. But I order them up every every first of the month. I place a nice little order that comes through. Ding 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 ding. Dude, I had, there's nothing like some good, like some good ass eggs. I had this connect uh, before I moved down to Orlando where uh, yeah. this guy, he worked, he like delivered eggs from this like organically, like free, like source farm near where I was living at the time. And yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was selling cars at the time and I sold this car. I sold a car to this dude and this dude said, he was like, yo, if you can get me this deal, cause we were like going back and forth with numbers. He was like, if you can get me this number, I will bring you uh, fresh eggs every single week. So like I went back in talked to my manager. <laughs> You're like, look guy, you just got eggs on there. <laughs> fuck it, fuck it. It's a fucking Easter buddy out here, bro. Listen, bro, there's a golden goose out here. I need these eggs. <laughs> Straight up, bro. <laughs> so I like, uh, we negotiated the deal, that. got this dude the number that he wanted. And sure enough, man, it was word, bro. Every Monday he'd roll in with like mad cartons of eggs. Eggs. And like these were Fire. some fresh eggs, and sometimes they weren't always like chicken eggs. They were like duck eggs sometimes, so they'd be big Ooh. as hell and thick. Like you would have to oh. like crush it on the side just to break open the shell because the duck yeah. duck shell is much thicker than the chicken shell. But that yolk, bro, that yolk, I would that hand yolk. out cartons to people that I worked with, Ooh, like the, the managers. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd be like, "Hey, man, I hear you know what a delight." What a delight. <laughs> I, it was more eggs than I could eat. That, that's how many I was yeah, getting. Yeah, so I had yeah, a nice right, 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 right. little egg connect once upon a time. 
I miss that egg connect, bro. Yeah, bro. A good connect with food, especially when you're above 6'5", above 6'6", shit, above 6'7". You know what I'm saying? It's good to have food in your life. You know what I mean? Bro, people don't understand. Like, they don't understand what it's like to eat, to have to, for, I feel like there's something, it's hard to understand when you're not a big man. It's a responsibility that is so fragile and so (laughs) so necessary. Right. It's like, yo, I need calories and I need like dense calories from, from, from. And I I need them for me. And we need them for, for us. Like I need them for me, but I need them for you too. Like I need you to be safe. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a, there's a, there's a lever that comes, you know, and a lot of brain chemistry will alter once you're so hungry. And I'm not talking about one day. I'm talking about like Corona times, bro. Talking about Corona just passing those couple of days within Corona. I got so like, I wasn't burning no calories, so I miss, and I didn't want to like go fat boy mode yet. So I was kind of just like, you know, I'm, I'm not eating as much because I'm not doing as much. And there became a point where I remember I looked at my roommate Austin. And I was like, bro, I'm so goddamn hungry right now, bro. Like, I'm not good, bro. Like, like people are in the surrounding area are like at higher risk right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, 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 I, like, and that translates into life for all big guys. I mean, and everyone gets hungry, everyone can get hangry, but like, yo, when, when someone like us that you're, you're missing fuel, like all of a sudden we're hungry. We're hungry. One meal behind. That's like a normal person being almost a damn near a whole day behind, bro. Like, Dude, man, I do get cranky when I'm hungry. Yeah, I do get cranky it, when I'm hungry. I'll tell people, I, I like, I'm, I've recognized it now. So I'll just like warn people like, yo, right, hungry, right, right. You know, right. I'm going to try not to be short, but sometimes I might be short, you know? Right. I got this. Ironically, ironically, because we ain't short, but metaphorically, Yes. Yo, and, I, and, and one more thing on that same note, bro. Like, I think people don't realize too, you know, people, oh, it's so tall. You play sports, football, basketball. Cool. Checklist, checklist is done. Like next questions, right? Like, nah, bro, listen to this. Like being big, bro. If you want to be big and be successful, like if you want to be big period and be comfortable, you got to grind harder than that. Man. You got to search and scour for outfits that fit proper. And like, Bro. Not just proper because to other people, proper to you, bro. It's hard. You know, you find a pair of jeans somehow by the graces of God on some unicorn shit out in the wild, and you get them, and you see that they have three of them. You're you're buying all, all three right now because that shit yep. is rare, bro. Bro, and like, I, and that's just that's a small example. I'm talking mattresses. I'm talking vehicles. I'm, go ahead, you tell me tell me about your list, bro. Yo, yeah. you just don't you just don't fit anywhere. Like you don't no, fit in bro. cars, you don't fit on trains, planes. Like everyday life is not made for for guys like us. Yeah, yeah. And then talk about being considerate, people that were inventing all this shit, they were considerate, dog. <laughs> not at all, bro. Not to dude, not to us. They not weren't to considerate us. to us. Damn, bro. Crazy. Yeah. Airplanes, real crazy. Airplanes, food portions. Yeah, food shoes. portions for sure. Uh a desk growing up bro i would like i was the kid i'd be like trying to get out of the desk i'd be stuck in it. Yes. <laughs> i'd be falling asleep yo I, I used to fall asleep on the desk and i would I, my big ass was so big i'd be draping off the front of the desk down on the floor sometimes if i if i passed out hard shit felt nice on the back though with that big stretch but also, uh, how about having your knees so crammed into the desk that the only thing you had to do was just get some nice tight sets of calves? You're like, fuck it, I'm just going to start squeezing these calves up a little bit to relieve this knee pressure. I swear to God, every single desk I sat in, like, from fifth grade to 
I gra- till I graduated high school, I was just like always like lifting the desk with my knees and shit. Just, mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. I know no exactly what. what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you hit them somehow calf raises. Yeah, somehow you finessed it in the middle of the fucking lunchroom table when you're in like fifth, sixth grade because you were with you're the homie. So you're like, oh yeah, I'm in here now. Everyone's eating zebra cakes and shit. You're in the middle by the apex. Ringy, ringy, ringy. <laughs> like, you know exactly what I'm talking about, dog. That shit was hilarious, dog. <laughs> you didn't give a fuck. That's when we really stopped giving a fuck. We're like, yeah, everyone's food's fucked up. Huh? What's up? Like, I'm here. What up? And then you know, now you're eating. You know what I mean? That's when we really started separating ourselves from the pack. Like. Man, it's been a long time since then, bro. That shit went by quick. Yeah, me? dude, time flies, right? Fly, flies, bro. Crazy. Got two kids now. My daughter's eight. My son's three. My that son's is crazy. Full, my son's full-blown potty train now, bro. The last couple times I was home, uh, like, I, I mean, like, when you're when you're a man and you have a son, like, it's just, like, you can, like, try to play some, like, cute, like, buy a book, use a book to explain or, like, make a cute song, whatever. But, like, if you're trying to show little men how to piss in a toilet, you got to show them, bro. So, like, and that's just my MO. So, like, I was my son they're like yo i'm about to go to the bathroom watch you know, and like you trying to be like you know like i'm not like forcing to but i'm like yo what? like i'm about to and then i'd be like it's like a waterfall bro and he'd be like oh he'd be like waterfall you know like, oh, <laughs> cute. he's got this weird cute little deep voice he'd be like oh waterfall and then so like a couple times going by and then he started kind of cueing like oh waterfall like i'm about to make a waterfall type shit you know what i mean and now that's like his cue like if he's got to take a piss he'll just be like waterfall and he'll just like, go take a piss like you know what it is waterfall time and so, but the funny graduation of that, bro, is like now it's immediately like now he's in boxer briefs and now it's like now he's like way more aware of his dick. He's just like, oh shit, like driving his dick, walking around <laughs> yeah. in like some boxer briefs, you know what I mean? So it's like how crazy that quick like turnover, bro, like not knowing how to use it. And then now he's like trying and to check like, it. He's exploring it. Now he's exploring it, bro. Like just within like a month of being three, like he just turned three in May fifteenth. You feel me? Like it's just madness. Like what if what if we were lazy, or what if he just wasn't ready? Wasn't ready to like be potty trained yet? This food wouldn't even like discover himself for a little while longer. That's fucking weird, bro. Like just like a fucking little cottonell, whatever the fuck diaper pamper is keeping like you locked up. Like yeah, madness, bro. I always feel I don't know, dude. My I, my dad always taught me through by showing me like for sure bro you know that's how that's how i learned a lot like how to shower how to bathe myself how to go use the toilet like my i just like my i remember yeah. taking a bath i remember taking a shower with my dad and him like showing me how to scrub my body and clean and shit the water yeah, was always yeah. scalding hot dude so that dude standing yeah. there with the hottest water dude burning the shit yeah. out of you he'd be scrubbing yeah, me yeah, with no. the washcloth dude shit, all hard and shit same shit, bro. I remember <laughs> child, child. I remember, I remember one time I got chicken pox when I was mad young. My grandma filled up a tub for me, bro. I got in the tub. She put this like oatmeal shit in there, and it felt good as hell. And then she like added more water, got hot as fuck. It was like boiling my fucking chicken pox off and shit with this oatmeal. It's <laughs> fucked up, bro. Fucking did it work? That shit worked, bro. I got out all in pain. Let a fan sit on me for a little bit. All of a sudden, I was cured, bro. I was like cured. It was bad. So what was it? It was oatmeal and what? I don't know. I think she. I did ask some. Like back then, I didn't know, but it might have been something like apple cider vinegar, like vital silver type shit. She's mixing it in with the bath water and some okay. bath salt type shit, and she poured a gang of this oatmeal in there. And then I was like, "What the fuck?" 
got into this like mud ass bath with oatmeal got hot 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 then i got out oatmeal was all on me and shit she told me to sit there i started freezing because it like dried on me then she then she like turned the shower on wiped it all off me came out on my wizard shit evolved gandalf the gray was now gandalf the white and shit passed, <laughs> passed my chick passed my chicken pox test oh yeah <laughs> and it worked that shit yeah dog nature threw that shit at me and killed that asap yeah i've never heard that before i don't know that's i had chicken pox when i was younger i didn't use oatmeal yeah i didn't i don't even know what was happening i just remember i was up in the middle of the night tripping oh oh my god i'm gonna kill my own back like scratching off so much skin off myself yo i was a crazy ass kid bro like i had like you know I had some like uh, itchy ass nose one time. I remember, and I like put my face on the ground, and, like ran my feet with my face on the carpet, got up, like face was bleeding. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm that guy, bro. When I was a kid, at least shit. And I'm just, I could, uh, see, dude. I could see you being a wild man when you were younger. Yeah, for sure. I don't even. I probably don't even know the depths of it, bro. Sometimes just like I, just, I could see you just being a wild ass kid, just having a shit ton of energy, <laughs> just a shit ton of energy, and just bouncing around everywhere. Yeah. Period, bro. Just being all <laughs> mischievous slash curious. Yeah, bro. 100%. Just doing too much dipping for mad hours. Where's he at? Coming back. You know what I mean? That was me. Now I'm dipping. Crazy, man. Now I have my own kids. And I already know. Yo, Nielly's talented at skateboarding, bro. She's like been, the, I mean, you, you met her. You know her. She's been a talent from the jump. She's like, her social intelligence, her social IQ is through the roof for her age, bro. She's eight years old, but she psychoanalyzes everybody. Right in the room, you know what I mean, and she knows how to tap it. Not only does she psychoanalyze and like figure out like hierarchy of da 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 politics, but then she like tap into someone and be like, oh, like this is the way to talk to them. You know what I mean? She does it like it's it's crazy to see. Like obviously, like you have to know what the fuck I'm talking about to you and be there, but like to see her do that at a young age <laughs> is crazy, bro. And then on top of that, like now she's like she got fixated with skateboarding, bro. And then by like the grace of God, right now, like us being like uh different spots on the globe right now like she's like seeing me like do some skate stuff and then i'm i'm doing skate stuff at, at work like coincidentally while she's been like falling in love with it too so now it's like kind of like bounce back and she's like getting sick bro she's like so is that why you started learning no so i used to skate back in the day not too much but I, when i was younger and i was large like i was skating a little bit right and then i always kind of like had like a love for it and i was always like cultured by like skateboard culture and like everything that came with it and like everything it leads to you feel me and uh then like it's just she's like my clone you feel me she's you, you know her bro yeah so now, and now she's like falling in love with it for own reasons too and like her grandma's like uh new boyfriend's like that's pretty sick like athlete when it comes to like snowboarding biking skating so like sometimes she'll be peeping game from him too it's pretty cool bro so she's on her way like she's dropping into bowls now like doing like pretty sick shit like riding waves wave bowls and shit crazy isn't it crazy to see your your child or to see somebody or like to be able to see somebody from a distance that is somebody's child that is like you are like okay that's that's like a hereditary thing like that behavior, yeah. like that's a me, that's a me thing that she like got passed along to her. And like, you see it like blossoming, like it wasn't taught to her. Yeah. It's like, you right. just see this part of their personality that you're like, oh, that's traceable back to me. Yeah. Nuts, bro. And it's just like, so naturally occurring that it's like, kind of like surprising. You're like, wow. Like, 
there's been no, no memory that I have where I like taught her this or I downloaded this to her. You know what I'm saying? And now she's. But you did teach her, bro. In the DNA. In the DNA, bro, through the trials. Yeah, because that shit goes deeper than we even know, bro. Dude, so the, I feel like whatever gets passed to you, you pass along. But in your t- in your time here, you write new code on that DNA that you could take to the next level and pass that yeah. along. So yeah. like, and if you it, but but if you bust before you learn that shit, that DNA is only that smart. So this new DNA along the way can be smarter. But ironically, also, I think that DNA is going to break down physically. So that new smarter DNA might be more of like a Napoleon esque type of humanoid versus i, I don't know I, I, I thought of this too on both spectrums it's like when they say over the hill why are they saying that because of death not really because people be dying like when they're 60 80 you know what i'm saying so it's like over the hill of like of like your your uh reproductive fortitude i think you feel me like it's pretty crazy wait explain that to me explain that to me so i'm saying like this bro say like you you're, you're you're a young stud. You're 22. You're like dog, bro. Like I've been I've been on it. Like I have been I'm in the game and like I'm out here doing it right and I'm feeling good and I'm like young and I'm violent because I got this fucking raging new like young life energy. And you have testosterone, a kid. testosterone, bro. You have a kid just like let's say just this is a, an experiment. So you, kid A is born, beautiful kid, healthy. He's getting all the things done right and. uh Maybe it's more like physically equipped because of like at the time of you you conceiving uh, the conception of this baby, like your code was prime and was like more aggressive, maybe more physically dominant and like less mentally. So now this kid is probably going to be the stereotypical 16 and me prom child that just this comes out this gooey ass ultra baby because like it was born by a baby you feel me so it's like yeah it's like it's like more more whiny needy less intelligent off the rip like it almost it, it's, it's almost like a de, de evolution whereas like you you expand your mind and physically and you like learn life and then you have then you spawn life that life's like immediately already like 10 times ahead of these motherfuckers you know what i mean because it's so, got all that it's got all that extra that, knowledge all that extra all that, experience you went yeah, through yeah exactly that like that that genetic knowledge, like how crazy. And then now as you proceed, 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 you can probably like achieve even more, you know, like these think about these like old rich people having like young at like the people that are like 80 years old and they have like a 34 year old son or something, or like a 20 year old son or something like that kid might still be kind of whiny bratty, but he's all like trade market. Uh, like he's like on one, bro. He's already like a in the system, like a because of money, but B because he can handle it. You know what I mean? Like some of these other kids probably couldn't like just grab that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, but, but he's also, also probably like maybe physically less in terms of maybe like size or strength or like stature or, or, um, innate, like, like force to be able to like be generated within his like riddled ass genetic code. You feel me? Cause then now when he was reproduced and he was conceived on that timeline, he was like mentally, genetically, enlightened but also physically genetically taxed okay so you're saying as you, if you're too old you pass yeah. along the frailties of your you know what i mean you're when your body gets frail that code gets frail so you're passing along yes. a physical frailty yeah. but yes. you're passing around, around a mental emotional superiority superiority exactly okay i mean i, I think that's like 
that's pretty exact, but it's also like the, the general, that, that those two globes, I think that's real, bro. I could see. So I would say the time that that happens for each man is different though. Cause I feel like Absolutely. there's some men exactly. that are yeah. like 70 years old and they still could pass along like a strong seed period. And, you and know like, what those I mean? And those are, those are the outliers, bro. Those are the outliers. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to say PC here. I'm trying to say PC. I can get very like big man dominant on this shit, bro. Cause like, especially when I'm chilling with you, I'm like, cause I'm like, yo, we exist, bro. Yo, we ladies. Exist. Yo, let, let's out, dog. We exist, dog. Bro, let's just have the big man. Yo, let's just have, let's let these people know what it's like to be a big man. Cause I mean, bro, sometimes bro. I hold my tongue a lot. Cause it's like, we're cordial, bro. People we're can't cordial. understand it, and it can be taken. Yeah, bro. It can be taken in a way that they can't. It they can't take it, and it, it, it may hurt their feelings. They may think that you're you're arrogant or this. They may, it may rub them the wrong way. But like we, there's just something different. There's just I've been getting stared at since I can remember, bro. People like what bro, is this creature different than everyone else? Straight up. Sorry, I, I had to plug you real quick because my battery. But bro. Since I can remember, bro, even like when I was young, like fifth grade, I was just like already like framed out bigger. Like it was obvious I was gonna be bigger, but bigger I was than like the teacher and shit. I was still a pudgy little cute boy with like, a, like what up, energy, rocket power, fucking Nickelodeon, bro. Like, like I felt like women with kids just wanted to be to see their kid and shit. You know what I mean? Like when I'm walking so long, like this is fucking weird. Like I was nice, but that felt. I felt pressed to like love that child or something. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like you start noticing people expect all this shit on you because you're big. And you're like, all right, cool. Like whatever. I'll play this game. Whoa, bro. You almost hit your on the door coming in here. It's like, no shit, dog. You think I want that door to be that small, bro? I know. Bigger, bro. But all you motherfuckers, shoulder girls will be fucked up because you can't like do this shit all the time. Like, it's going to get your rotator cuff all fucked up. And then now and it's gonna, the door's going to be too heavy. It's going to go, cost is going to go through the roof for building shit, but no, I'll, I'll cool, I'll duck. And then you remind me every time, right? Like, damn. Uh, yeah. So there's this shit like that. I mean, like also being big, like those are like the cute things, but then like when it comes to like the females, like how it is like, like femininely, like it's crazy, bro. Like, especially the older you get and the more like, like even when you're a big dog, like depending on who you are, when you're coming up, you're still like a kid in your head. Like even if you're a fucking big ass bike motherfucker, like, like perceivably, unless you're like already full psychopath, like, I still felt young. I still felt like a small child, like yeah. with my friends. And then I learned through like experience, like, Oh shit. Like I got to control my strength. And yeah. So right away, you always I'm get to, like confined to this, like, go ahead. Cause you always, because you always, cause you always get the, Hey, like, be careful. You don't know your own strength. Like yeah, you get in trouble for that. You'd get in trouble for like wrestling or playing or any little game you would play. You would always kind of get yelled at because like you would like because people would just yeah. bounce off. It, of you. It's just like playing basketball when you're in high school and you're the big man. You get fouled. For, they give you a bullshit foul. You're like, come on, dog! I didn't even jump. But he's like, I'm gonna give you technical. You're like, whoa, okay, 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 okay. That's just like when you're younger. Your mom's like. You're playing with the kids. You're working on your footwork because you're supposed to be destined to be a sick athlete. They're like suppress. Also, they're like, hey, be always trying to suppress so big people, it's not bro. As big as you can, honey. And you're like, mom, I'm trying to fucking like what? Like, I'm not even worried about Jonathan right now, dog. Like, I'm worried about me. Like, I'm not trying to like already be worried about all these motherfuckers. I'm fucking two years old. Right. I'm right. It's like, yo, I'm just dog. a kid. I'm just a kid. You know what I mean? And like, what do you mean? Like, oh, yo, I'm taking you to, to Maury. And getting 45k off your ass because you fucked up Jonathan. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. <laughs> that was always, that was a wide tail, bro. Nobody was suing nobody back then. Nobody had bread like that. Who sued like people were suing people on Wall Street and shit. Nobody right. was suing people for Johnny's arm being broke. That was a yeah. fucking wives' tale. Dude, people would always say, like, oh, dude, you're going to get sued. <laughs> like, you got to be careful what you do in school. You know what I mean? No fights. You, someone's going to sue you. I'm like, dude, I'm bro, I'm 11. Bro, one time I was, like, running in Target. I'm, like, running in Target just because I'm a fucking horse. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, there's such good running lanes and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go. I don't know, then I'm in the toys and looking. I'm like, okay, okay. I got 15 bucks. Break down the map. That's seven. Okay, then I'll get some candies. Or right, no, fuck it. I'll just go two toys. Fuck you. Like fuck two toys straight up. Okay, <laughs> two toys. Okay. If I get these two toys, I'll still have three more bucks left, and I'll stack towards my next toy visit. You know what I mean? Like already. All right, I'm gonna do that. You know, boom. Now I'm running up the toys and shit. Run back to my mom. Cut around the corner, and then she just like look at me like so pissed. Like, what if you run around the corner? This old lady and you break her, and she falls and breaks her hips, and she sues us. <laughs> what the fuck that was so specific I'm right. like did you do this shit before or something like I remember my mom said that exact line bro that exact line at least 12 times what if you run around the corner hit an old lady she falls breaks her hips she sues us I'm like Jesus Christ so I'm like, I'm like scared of old ladies and shit I'm like these bitches are out here suing dog well, dude, <laughs> you also see it once especially once you hit like once you hit once you like are in full stride in puberty too as a big once you're like once you're like 13, 14 years old, everybody's like, oh shit. They're like freaked oh, out. Oh, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's like, like freaked out by you because you're a teenager. You're just like any other teenager, except for you're bigger yeah, than yeah, all yeah. like the teachers and shit. So they're like, well, right. This, and then I, think on- this, I think this, this 13 year old could take me if he wanted to. Straight up, bro. And then you start, then you start noticing that shit. And then like, you're like, okay, maybe I can eye up everybody. If everyone wants to eye up me all the time. Then I guess I can eye up everybody. So then you like then that's when you kind of like depending on how big you really are and how like how you're handling your big man shit. That's when you start tipping. Like, am I gonna be like this aggressor? Or am I gonna gonna stay neutral? Or am I gonna be like the soft? Some guys boy? shrink. Shrink. shrink Some guys shrivel up, bro. Some big guys yeah, are real, like they're five two in their mind. It's crazy, and it's society like low key did that to them, and then but then they chose to do it to themselves because they couldn't handle their like surrounding environments. It's fucked up, bro. Dude, it's definitely, it's definitely the surroundings, you know, like through school, always kind of getting like told to like be docile, bring yourself, like make yourself small so everything feels comfortable. Yeah, bro. Fucked up. Or maybe something happened. Like maybe he did hit the grandma dog. Maybe he did get sued, bro. Maybe these fools are getting sued, bro. You know what I mean? Now, now he's like, (laughs) (laughs) damn, dude, grandma sued his ass. Damn, grandma sued this motherfucker, bro. Damn, that's fucked up. But uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's another level. Then you start graduating from there, and then that's when, like, you know, like I, I was like, you know, when you're really big, big, like, because there's like the big skinny dudes that are like big, but they're like they're lack. You know what I mean? They're like right. cool. They can be cool, like, but they're usually like on their own weird shit. You know what I mean? Anyway, I'm fucking with you. But then there's like the big dudes that are like more like. You know, lime and heavy as fuck, dude. Those dudes are usually happy as hell because they're in love with food first. They're addicted and they're like, that shit's endorphin city, bro. How can't you be happy? You know what I mean? Right. And then then, then there's like the big dude, like the hybrid, like the mesomorph motherfuckers like ourselves, where you're just kind of like, just like high, like you're high, like you're just like a high tuned athlete that's like also big as fuck. And you're like, yo, I, sometimes I can chill out and eat pop tarts all day and I'm just going to look just like this. Or right. I get super high, fine tuned and I'm going to get in this weird, 
you know, thoroughbred like Ferrari state where it's like, what's <laughs> what's, what's, what's happening? To me? So then, then now, now like, okay, now like, Oh, do I have an ego? No, like I'm, this is my curse. Like, fuck, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I'm, bro. like I'm like, and I'm, I'm just, and I'm trying to make y'all still feel cool. So I'm just being funny. So like that, that's like, that works. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. so anyway, like, so like, bro, isn't it funny? The things that you find to make people feel comfortable. Yeah. And you're like, you're, you're like, they're like right here. Like, Oh, Oh, oh okay. I'm funny. Right. And they're like, Oh, okay. I'm not. I promise I won't. You know, because some people are like, oh my God, you're so big. Like, some people look at you like, damn, what the fuck? Like, and then some people are like, but then back to like 15, 16, I remember that's like where I was getting. I was like, I was here. I was like, fat, taller, boom, fat, taller, boom. So, like, once I got past my third, like, cocoon, speaking of cocoons, bro, I was just with my, my girlfriend. And we, we like found this big ass fucking caterpillar, bro. It fell down like in a storm, like it's squirming. It's like huge, like beautiful, but like creepy as fuck. Big ass green motherfucker. He's dying. So I'm like, I'm like putting him up. And he kind of looked like he might have been trying to go through his cocoon shit. So he started breaking it down all crazy logical when I was talking about it. Like, damn, look, he might have been already trying to go into his metapod state where he's like in his cocoon and like, uh, like it, he just got felt. He fell the tree out during the storm. And now he's like, fuck, I wonder, like, you could tell, you know what I mean? And, so then we started like she started doing some research. It's crazy when it when a caterpillar before it goes like uh coon mode, its whole like insides is turned into like a nutritious soup, bro. And it's like spinal discs. It doesn't have a spinal cord, it's like discs like remain like intact, and then also it like turns into a shell of just goo, and then it just like somehow like reforms through that goo. It literally dies and like is born again, like super alien shit. That's but crazy. I digress. But I digress. That's crazy, like dude. That's crazy, bro. Super crazy. Like, yo, like, shout out to my girlfriend. She's she looks up dope shit. That, I'm like, gonna have to look up like, caterpillars look, now. Look up caterpillar shit, bro. But anyway, when I was through my fucking third cocoon as like a giant human, like I finally like got my last fat state and like started going like, oh, it's like saying mode and shit. Like that was when it was like apparent. Like I was like different than every motherfucker but like I, I i found motherfuckers like you and other friends that were big it was like okay like we're good right we're good. Like, <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we're good bro like they're just you know there's rules and shit now you know saying a thousand years ago there's no more swords and shit you know what i mean All right just chilling like we, how we have to chill so anyway once i got through that that's when you started noticing like females peep game so hard bro like crazy hard like like depending on the state too obviously like we're males too and like males will like have a mindset and have a stigma but like it's crazy how some females would be like gawking right bro like damn homie like and i and like it's cool and i like i welcome it but it's also sometimes like what the fuck the script is crazy just because of my outlier ass like just because i'm so big Uh it's like you can just bust out a rubberneck right in front of your whole ass husband or like right in front of your whole ass boyfriend or right in front of your whole ass son or Uh daughter or whatever and you're just like damn like there's no rules right now for this 14 seconds that you can like keep me in your sight. Like it's crazy. You're like, and you're like, damn, baby, my eyes are up here. Type shit. You're like, damn, like, like, you know it is I mean? crazy. crazy. There are no God. rules during that time. There are no, no rules. rules. You're just like, and then all, and all we can do is just make sure that they're comfortable. So we're just like, ah, smile. Like, huh? Like, Oh shit. Oh. And then that it, and sometimes you see a situation now you can't wizard out of it. Cause all of a sudden she's seen you and she's like, Oh, she's doing full like, Whoa. Like my breeding instincts are kicking in so sick. And then all of a sudden her man's scene and her man's like, fuck. Like, and you're just like, whoa, I can't make this scene happier. You know what I mean? So then you just gotta fucking progress forward and shit, dog. Like act like you didn't see it or something. And then we just have to just bear that. You know what I mean? That's just crazy, dog. Madness. 
It is, dude, it is, it is a weight to bear. Like it's not, it's not as great as everybody thinks it is. It comes with, right, 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 right. You know what I mean? It comes at a cost. It does. And like, it's like always, uh, it's perceived as like, yeah, the super luxury and it is, there's luxurious parts to it, but like dog, we're, we're buying more expensive beds, which have more expensive bed sheets, which makes you buy more laundry detergent. We got closer. <laughs> well, think about the bo- increases confrontation as well, because then people are salty, right? They're mad at you just for existing. Yeah, that shit's mad. That's like a lot. That's like one on one shit. That's crazy, bro. Like, kumbaya to those motherfuckers. Like, I appreciate you, but like, damn, like, there's no need for that weird shit. Like, but I, I like it though, because I like to like kill it with kindness, but like in a very like, like, wait, was that kind? You know, that type of way, like. That shit's fun, bro. That's when I started becoming a real wizard because now we're just now it's because because we're big, now we're also cursed with wizarding fucking brain power. Now we gotta fucking psycho break all you motherfuckers <laughs> down and, and then remold you into our friends. And I'm with it, like, but damn it, it gets exhausting, bro. That's, and now you wonder why I smoke weed on camera. I'm talking about like damn. <laughs> gotta relax the brain sometimes. Yeah, we're just sorted out. Damn. But yeah, it's cool, bro. Like that's it adds that new lens. It's a whole new lens, bro. But it's good to be like uh it's good to be part of a tribe, bro. Like I'm lucky, like with dog time, I got a good tribe I'm a part of right now. Like they they get me, like I get them. I got you. Especially during these corona times, you know, our tribe kind of like had some saran wrap sucker in on. I feel like we're all just kind of like, oh shit, we're all in that like cocoon state. I was just talking about we're all just like nutritious juice with this. Well, you found so what this is doing right now is fine. Like you've found who your, your people are like the people that are calling you that are checking up on you and you're checking up on them. Like those are your people. Like those, like those are the ones that you know, you can, you can count on. And whoever had came into your life during this time and stuck around, like, yeah, there's like, we talk about no rules during that 15 seconds or whatever. Like during this time, there was kind of no rules, bro. Like there was looting going on, all this crazy shit. Like everything had its own justification, whatever. But like, think about how in comparison to before all this corona happened to now, how like rules were like out the window. You feel me? Like everything's crazy right now. So for someone to keep you perceivably as their close compadre or close friend or close lover or close whatever, like this was a time, like a tale all time. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason you should be fucking with anyone that you don't have time for right now because, like, we're in panic mode. Like, no yeah. matter how big you are, how little you are, how rich you are, like, people were, like, searching for, like, realness and, like... Yeah, none of that matters. What they had. None of that shit matters, especially now, bro, the shit, like, un- it's it's weird. As much as it, like, suppressed us and, and flipped game on us, it, like, pulled up the veil so heavy that, like, they're like, now they're pretending, like, you didn't see that, right? And, like, it's so weird, bro. Bad, weird like for for the masses to see that too you know what i mean like everybody that was like woke or like paying attention to extra con- conspiracies or whatever prior to like that's dope but now like even like the walmart motherfuckers are like whoa there's some ideas out there i'm not out that dunk of you know what i mean you're like yeah yeah bro like everybody's like talking about shit now even like the darkest most whatever part of the facebook you get into that's talking about you know whatever whatever dot com the pedophiles yeah, dog, like, it's all, like, opened up, bro. It's crazy. It's just scary, dog. Dude, it's, it's very crazy, scary. bro. Is it, I, don't, I feel like people, because of how much craziness is going on in the world right now, that people yeah. don't really, aren't grasping, 
like the like the grandness, like how severe this whole like if this is true, if like all the rumors, all the pedophile, like the elite ring pedophile, yeah, rumors and, and are true. If that's not like a conspiracy, right? Because that's what you know, conspiracy. Right. If that right, is right, actually right. true, like they're saying that it's going to be with these with this information that's about to be leaked from the Epstein case, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm, if I'm that shit I'm gets out and that's true, dude, I don't like, I think There's it's going to no like shake the foundations of like our society. Humanity. Yeah. People, there's going to be a weird wave of like uncertainty and like impending doom for a lot of people. There's also going to be a lot of like power moves made by the people that are exposed, which could be scary. There's also going to be like a whole lot of like aftershock of like, people that are like maybe in that category that have been like silent and might like rally and like get on some weird like tip of a movement you know what i mean there's a lot of weird like aftershock that's like come well from think about it if if <laughs> like crazy top story. if the top like if there's top politicians right all over yeah. the, not just in this country all over the world top businessmen all over the world, which there's really not a difference. There's really not too much of a difference between a businessman and a politician other than the title. But like, once you right. have big enough business, like you basically, you can become a politician. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So you've got these major people and hot, you know, people in Hollywood, Hollywood as well, Hollywood, which controls the media, which controls, I mean, media is a, the foundation of a democracy. It's like the backbone. Right. So like, you right, control right, right. Media. so like you've got these very, influential people of importance in our society that are all potentially about to go down for some of the most foul, corrupt, taboo things that could happen uh, foul, bro. as a human being. Right. And foul, bro. it's going to just, like you said, there's going to be pow a power vacuum. Cause think about it. People that are in positions of authority that are being accused of this, like, hold on. I don't know anything anymore. Cause like, I thought you were a good person. I thought you were a representative of the people. Yeah. I thought you had yeah, values I thought, I thought that I could here. believe and trust in and I'm listening to you and all these rules, but now like you are the most foul thing on this planet. And like, what's, what, what rules am I following that you're talking? Who are you? Yeah. Hell no. And, 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 and who instilled these rules and when, and why are we still upholding them? If you're the one, if you're the guy in charge and like, now I'm questioning the deepest roots of all yeah. this shit, bro. So it's crazy, bro. Like people will wake up. They'll get be like a re unplugged. They'll be yeah, there's gonna be like a there's gonna be like a remapping of a lot of traits, bro. A lot of weird shit that's going on. Like it's crazy. Like I was just like uh the other day I was like looking out this window and this like family was having like a graduation party in their backyard, bro. Like a like an in home, like like something like a birthday party, but it was a graduation party for school. You know what I mean? I don't know what grade it was, but it was definitely like middle school or lower. You feel me? It was like Dude, my beautiful, beautiful, but like also like holy shit! This is how we gotta like uphold our like traditions of like graduating school. That's why we go ahead, my G. Yeah, no. To, to just piggyback off of that, my niece had a her birthday in April. Yeah, April eighteenth, and they did a drive-by birthday party where like she came out at the end of the driveway. And like my grandparents and like my aunts and cousins, like they drove by in a line in the car and they like, they like made signs or whatever. And like on the horn, she came up, they exchanged gifts and like pictures. They drove by the next one. They did that. It took like five minutes. I remember they like my, my mom sent a 
me a video of it and I was just like, this is strange. That shit's strange, bro. Like that, this is crazy. <laughs> like of all, that's like, what a, like the birthday party like, is now. Like I mean, like respect to getting it done and like showing family love because that shit's important. But like, who even like pitched that idea? You know what I mean? Like that's just crazy, bro. Like what a crazy idea. You feel me? Like that's a crazy idea to pitch, dog. Like, <laughs> like look, just hear me out. Like we all got cars. It'd be it'd be just real quick. Like like we're looking at Christmas lights. It's like when you're a kid looking at Christmas lights, but it's a birthday party. It's only one. Dude I, dude, I love going looking for Christmas lights. Bro, me too. That's the best. At night. Dude, bro- there's nothing like like fresh snowfall where the ground is covered and Ooh. it's right around Christmas time. So the lights yeah. are up and like the first kind of winter nights with snow on the ground where there's christmas yeah. lights there's just it's like i don't know dude there's magic. something about it's, it. ma- it's it's fucking real magic and you feel it because it's love and it's magic dog you feel that shit you know, what snow- I the okay. snow itself is like magical when there's just a fresh snowfall there's just dude there's nothing quite like a fresh snowfall the air That's- is super quiet it just seems and feels fresher fresh and cleaner and it's yeah. just like there's like a new frequency that's like calmer. Yeah, whoa, whoa. Everything slowed down through space. Dude, and it's just like you you're not you're cold, but you're not cold, you know? Like it's not a cold, like a miserable cold. It's like an invigorating cold. Invigoration, bro. And I like to embrace it. I take I wear shorts. Fuck it. I'm from Colorado, bro. I'll go, dude. I go out. I go. I'm from Erie, dog. So I'm right there yeah. with you. We get that yeah. mad snow. I'll go outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. no shirt on. Yeah, fuck yeah, bro. I'll go. I I would walk to school with a hoodie, basketball shoes, basketball shorts on, just letting the calves suffer, just breaking myself mentally, just say nothing, bro. (laughs) But that that. But you know what that is? It's I didn't even realize until you just said it, bro. It is invigoration. I was up there like, oh, I'm I'm pressing forward. There's like, something about the cold. It's like, yo, I can, there's something about the cold where it's like, yo, I can endure this. Like all yeah. you are bundling up and bitching yeah. and complaining. It's like, this ain't, it ain't nothing to me. It ain't nothing to me. It ain't nothing cold. to me. Cold it, Temperature is a mind state. It kind of, it kind of empowered. I think we lost Josh. Damn. I think we lost a homie. Uh, I'm going to try and make this work, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he's back. I died. I thought that's what happened. I, I, I think I saved it. I think. <laughs> Thank God he didn't put the cloud because it probably would have been like, are you sure? Name it. I don't know. I don't know. Yo, we were on one. That was funny. I was like, I hope you got it. It was like, I was like, it empowers me. Then my shit died. (laughs) (laughs) It it empowers me, death. Oh, that's funny. We were on one. That was good shit. That was funny. Yo, I don't even know if I want to dive into the depths of hell to talk about the WWE, but I kind of thought about it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's where, so... Off some PTSD, bro. Shit. Yeah, st- <laughs> there is some legit PTSD with that place. Um, uh, yeah, what are you talking about? Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it, dude. I was. It was. Uh, you were. You, you were the first dude that I was like friends with there. For sure. Because we, I came in right after. Because you, tough enough happened. Right. You 
you came in earlier than, cause the whole tough enough squad that ended up getting brought on came in uh, like a month after you did, which was right at the same time that I came in, I started. Right. So like we were kind of right. on the floor in the same beginners courses, like with each other, but not in the same like classes quite yet. But like, I could just tell from like, just from the little interaction that we had from a distance and like in the weight room and shit, I was like, yo, this is, this is one of my people. I know this, like, I could feel like, it's like one of those things where when you meet somebody, you just have like instant chemistry. For sure, bro. And like, like we, we thought the same immediately without words. Cause we were in there kind of like looking at some of these motherfuckers like, wait, what? And then <laughs> we're making our own face to ourselves. And then we just so, so thankfully saw each other making the same expression and like, Oh yeah. You thinking that too? Yeah. Damn bro. What was that? You know what I mean? And then right. I just kept repeating. And then that might've been our first communication, honestly, without even thinking about it until just now. And then we kind of like, what up? Like, yeah. Exchange like, all right, cool. I got your number now. What up? Yeah. Cool. And then, now like we're kind of like in this together from a distance because we are t- we're big dudes that we were just talking about coincidentally that we're gonna make all these motherfuckers feel safe so they can accept us into their shit because we're trying to take their shit over not in a malicious way just in a fucking championship way dog <laughs> you know, like straight up and, like they were cool with that bro like the way i would bring it down to the simple human that maybe isn't a fucking big ass mark or whatever it would be like there's like type a and type b in modern day WWE and it goes like this type A is like the glorious like kind of wrestled in high school maybe did some football in high school uh then went straight into the indie scene bro and they just they were in the trenches for sure right and they're just doing their thing and like that's cool I don't really know that culture I wasn't a part of it I'm not gonna pretend like I was part of it I respect it though 100% and I'm only sounding facetious because these motherfuckers came out my throat you feel me so like they basically like go through the streets. They they develop their ever changing gimmick, and they become the face. Who was coming for your throat? I would say like all of WWE in the sense of the way that I won and and gained my positioning there. It was like right. There was like this saltiness. You had like automatically. You had like this negative. Uh, you were getting negative energy from people from the jump because you won. That year, what year was that? 2016? It was 2015, yeah. Yeah, you won 2015 WWE Tough Enough, right? You were the the reality TV show's winner, which got you a contract for like a pretty considerable amount of money, right? 250K? Yeah, out the jump and then some, you know what I'm saying? Right, so that makes people salty. You know what I mean? That you come in and make a my first quarter million, bro. I mean, like, I remember the day, like, let's, 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 let's share the moment. I remember one day I woke up, I was like, damn. That's a whole lot of sexy-ass cash coming my way. So I got a nice bed for it. So I went to Chase. How old were you, 24, 25? I was 24. Okay. I, I, like, I went to Chase. I was like, skirt. i never been in Chase before, ever. Well, actually, I had been, but not with my account. And then so I was like, so I was like, yo, I need a, I need a, I need a premier account, if that's a real thing, because I got some premier cash flow coming in, and I want to put it in your, your shit. So you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever kind of heavy metal, dense, clinky card you got, I'm going to grab that. And then so, like, oh, cool, we'll set you a business. And then I'm, like, waiting, waiting. That's kind of when that first little, like, head head jog came, because I, I won. I didn't even see bread for, like, two weeks. I was, like, still, like, using some of my, like, considerable cash to, like, get me by type shit. And... All of a sudden, one morning I woke up 
this is the part I'm supposed to sing of the whole the whole thing. I'm just getting long winded here. I woke up, boom, I was like, ooh, and then it was like, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, what is this? A sidekick again? Like a weird ass vibration. I'm like, this is my iPhone. It's making a weird ass vibration. I look, it's like going saying something to me like, uh, it's like you got a you got a notification on your Chase account. I check my Chase account. Boom. It's like there's been a deposit. Look at it. One zero 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 comma zero 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 period zero zero zero. I'm like, damn, bro, <laughs> cap. What it is? I was like, oh shit, Amazon. Tink, tink. Buy Amazon Prime. Yep. Tink, 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 tink. I didn't even get out of bed. I spent like two G's. I was like, bing, 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 Nickelodeon. Cause it's still rocket power, dog. Straight up, it's still rocket power. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah. Hell yeah, it's still rocket power, dog. Yo. <laughs> so that's got to be an incredible feeling, right? To just get a big lump sum of cash. Yeah, like that's an incredible feeling because also like it's all legal, so that's even better. You're like, <laughs> well, and especially because of the. I mean, you had been grinding, bro. I had been grinding. It was like 16 weeks, bro. Like it was. It went like this, bro. I had a. Well, I mean, even before wrestling, like even before the tough enough, oh like God, from bro. football and like just on on the come up, and it's you know for, as a youngster into a young young manhood. You know what I mean? Like you were on the on a, on a, on the grind, a different grind, but still the grind nonetheless. Bro, nonetheless, bro, I was on the grind. Dog. And like I appreciate you saying that, and like I know you know that more than a lot of people, but like I feel like that payout was nice. It was kind of like one of those karma payout moments where like I I had to deserve that like indefinitely. It was just a matter of time type shit, and uh, it was just like a nice little moment to like a nice win you feel like I was out there doing what I was like trying to learn to love and getting a lot of cash for it and I needed that cash in the moment and uh, I think it was just something that I, I learned a whole lot of lessons from the WWE in a whole but I'll go back to that original story bro I was basically saying there's that type A they're like the indie scene sicko no we were talking up. about we were talking about uh we were talking about the people that were the way you were feeling towards people coming after you because of that stick. Cause you had that money. Oh yeah. 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 So like that was the type a there, these type A guys were the mostly the most hurt ones. Right. So that type a is like the guys that like came up through the indie scene and made it and were coincidentally also in NXT. So these are a very specific type of, indie guys and they got there through their own certain individual ways but they were for whatever reason in this accumulation at the same sequential time that i had just gotten to nxt and yeah, they all well, they're just like purists and they believe that there was like a certain way to come up in wrestling and the way that you did was a non-traditional way so instead of being understanding that it's like a crazy yeah. diverse and, world and and through my mouth maliciously to get there bro they came at me so i'm just like i, I remember that shit you feel me so for me and then there was the there was the type B that were like more like me that also didn't give a fuck and were just like, yo, this is cool, like let's make money together or whatever, you know what I'm saying? They were usually the guy that like maybe had a couple of athletic or like um some type of physical entertainment like paths prior to wrestling that were able to just like showcase their talents and their abilities, and then they got absorbed through recruitment. So like they're they kind of also had like a little more of like a hop to 
uh, intro into the WWE. So like that, that, that was like a natural segregation of like two types of humanoids in the WWE. And I felt there was always like a slight, slight clash, like just, it, it was, it was obvious to me. And I think I was like, probably on a biased end of that. So like I saw it differently, but, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of animosity between like the wrestling purists and then like the guys who came from different endeavors. There was like those two camps. And like, I don't know, I felt, I, I honestly, what the time that you were there, things were completely different. So there was like a different kind of mindset that was there. Cause I heard that, I've heard that a lot now. It's a damn shame that it was like that. Cause like, but it was bad. It was, I was, it was bad there for, for a while in terms of that. Some of that too is also when you first get there, not realizing that there's so many games that are being played and there's so many levels of the illusion that when you first come in, like you're kind of getting it from all over the place, but it takes you a little bit to realize that the majority of the people you're getting shit from aren't shit. They're not even anybody to waste your thoughts over because they have no say over, you know, your money or like whatever your tasks or assignment are. It's just like weird social pressure. That's like, yo, you're not my boss. You're my coworker. Right, right, right. And like up front, you're not even really sure like how to like place that hierarchy. And you kind of like as, as an athlete, maybe you like can take that template of like discipline and uh, teamwork and earning your spot and apply it to that. And it might be too crass or too hardcore. For uh-huh. you, so all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck is this? I'm like hurting feelings from doing this like hoorah team shit. I got to like back off. So then, then it was just different. Because it's not, it's, a, it's an illusion of a team atmosphere. They use, like, that's why they, it's like, they like athletes and they come in and they, like, have the producers, like, call themselves coaches. And then, yeah. like, <laughs> so then you're like, coach, coach, and you've been trained since however, you know, eight years old, however, whenever you first started playing sports, to, like, listen to your coach and to, like, try and, uh, like, you, you're really, you're trained well, essentially. Yeah. And you want your pro- you can be programmed very well so that, like that coach athlete relationship can be like taken advantage of so it's like you got when you get in there as an athlete you got to realize it's not athlete athletics right 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 and that's kind of it's, it's hard to like make that transition because you're like doing something so similar to what you're used to but anyway for my personal so that that's just like an ideology that i like would, would preach if i were to explain it but then for my personal uh, story now like then quickly I, I had already this cloud around me that was just kind of like waiting for me to slip on a banana peel so they could pounce just like in any any situation yeah you drew a lot of attention when you were when you were in there I did bro <laughs> and so I like at one point in time I was at home watching raw and then they had just declared me a heel you know and I was like all right cool I can rock with that they gave me this kind of like whack name. They weren't trying to like let me be Eddie. They were trying to make me be like uh, Bronson Matthews. So I like painted up Bronson, big action Matthews, the most controversial man in sports entertainment today. I remember this character. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what I mean? I was, I was trying to like roll with that. I was kind of like letting it be broad, but cool with me and like be soft and keep them gentle and let them, let them reset me because they already had me from a distance. But I kept coming back with my charisma. They'd be like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. And then so then, like, I got a cut. I started getting some work in. I started, I, we had a good, we had a good ass match one time. We, we had some nice moments. Like, there was a couple matches I had. There was a couple promos I cut. And then all of a sudden, like, I slipped on this banana peel that was, 
I was at home watching Raw as the new declared heel, and I threw up a tweet as I was live watching the big show bop up the social outcasts, these four like YMCA looking motherfuckers that came out to my gothic shit came out. They like did their cool gimmick, like I, no no disrespect. It was mad cool. And then all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden this motherfucking big show came out and was like, enough of this shit. Bop, 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 they're all out. And so I'm thinking, okay, I'm heel mode. Like, how am I gonna critique this on Twitter? Cause now it's my job. I'm clocking in. I'm on a clock in and I'm at the crib watching. So then I'm like, yup, I like it. Dot, 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 return, return. Hashtag, instead of their name, social outcast, I said hashtag social jobbers. Oh shit, not, not, no. Oh shit. Yo, this, so this tweet, bro, this tweet got mad action. This tweet got mad action. It got mad social media tracking, right? picking up you had non-wrestling sites picking it up talking about it which is like it's hard to do to like pick up traction outside of the the wrestling world with like wrestling especially a tweet from like a wrestler to a wrestler right then then within the wrestling world like you legit like not in character got people mad but got like real life people angry as hell like sad as hell Sad as hell, bro. Sad as hell, bro. Just tears. Tears rolling down these boys' eyes. If I like it, dot, dot, dot. Hashtag social jobbers, okay? And the only reason I even knew what the jobber word was, it was trying to use it within my my newfound ecosystem, was because these motherfuckers are jokingly calling us jobbers all the time. And they're just like, like, and I don't care. That's cool. Like, I'm with that. Like, like, if you want to vet me from calling me Jobber, like, that's cool, bro. And if you don't know what Jobber is, Google that shit. You'll be disappointed if you Google it. <laughs> Basically, I call them social Jobbers. It was disrespectful. So, anyway, that led into, like, all this crazy animosity. You're, you're part, you're, you're, like, temporarily kicked out of the locker room. And but, uh, but guess what? No one actually even said that to me. I got an email about it. And then, like, a text message from Bloom about it. And then I was kind of like, what? Like, this is real? So then I like tested and I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, where I'm from, like, like say that to my face. I'm really kicked out. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird. Like electronic shit. Talk about like some indefinite shit. Uh, so I just went into the locker room one day for a quick little, like first session. I left my bag, like kind of not really like claiming a spot in the locker room, but also like in there. When we went to practice, I came back up and my shit was all out in the hallway. I don't know if you remember if you were there, but my shit was all out in the hallway. I was yeah, I remember. You remember that dog? You remember yeah, dude, I was there for the whole thing. I know you were. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I was there for the whole thing, bro. You were there for the whole shits, bro. I was so pissed. I, like that was one of the days where, like, on my big man shit, I was like, death or not or not death. <laughs> I was pissed, bro. I'm like, how dare you throw my shit? Like, not only did they like put my shit out in the hall, they unzipped it like a bitch would, and they did the ding, 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 pepper, pepper, pepper. Right. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, oops, I ran out because all the whole bags on the floor now. I was like, damn, bro. Like, what if I had something valuable in there? Like, what if I had my laptop in there? Some shit I did it all. Some cute shit. Like, right. that shit. Be a man. Like, make cut a promo on me. Like, get some working, bitch. Like, whoever did that, I'm calling y'all right now. Fuck you, homie. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think it was Bull Dempsey's bitch ass, probably. Psych, you could edit that out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't editing shit, bro. 
I ain't had it in shit. But anyway, like, uh, also, bro, when they when they canned Billy Gunn, bro, however that went down, oh, that was like my, that was like my fucking. That was my, your guy. That was my Qui-Gon Jinn just died, bro. I was like, no way. Damn. That was my Qui-Gon I felt it in the air, bro. He was, trying to, was like, heavy. He was trying to sun me hard, but he like, I, I felt like he fucked me. I was like, yo, I'm going to like learn a lot from this guy. I like, I have the same mindset as him. I have a whole company, whole company. I'm like, if anyone I want to try to, if I'm trying to aspire to be like, it'd be like Billy Gunn, like, just like as a man first and then as a retainer second. He was cool as fuck, bro. Like, yeah. Shame, you didn't get to experience him as much as I did, even though I didn't get to experience him for sure. Right. Once I got into I wasn't seeing a lot. He was trying to give me that, like, oh shit, he's going to give me heat. You know what I mean? Like, he's cool as fuck, but these people don't know yet. So he's going to give me heat if I associate too heavy. That's how I felt, but. Who knows? Like I still fuck with him. Like he's cool. But um, then when Matt Bloom took over, he was kind of like on some oh, Humpty Dumpty's got just got put together again. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I was like, damn, this food is diabolical. One day, like I was like j- getting outside of my relationship, and I was like at Chipotle with somebody, and this food texted me like, like Chipotle. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, yay. Don't you like fat motherfucker? I know you do. Like, damn, what you talking about me? But do I like Chipotle? But he was just hitting me like, I seen you and I know who you're with, and that's cool. Like, but damn, like that's how I knew it was weird, bro. Like, you show me cards like that, I know you're weird. Like, why would you text me that, bro? You're a grown ass man. I don't even know how old you are. I'm gonna guess forty plus easily with your fucking built. Like, what the fuck? Wait, so he was texting you? He knew where you were. Hey, bro, that's what I really knew she was weird. I just got outside my shit, you know? And I was kind of like, I'm going to Chipotle. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you want to roll? Like, I'll meet you at Chipotle. And it was just like, cool, like, kind of incognito, but not really too hard, like, with some of the habits happening. So I'm chilling. It was one of those things I got the food and, like, to stay incognito. We've been, like, hopping the whip, chewing in the whip, eating, the, eating in the whip. And then all of a sudden, like, I get a whoop. And I'm like, Matt Bloom. So I'm like, oh shit, my boss, I respect him. I'm going to look right now. Cause like, I want to get to the bottom of whatever he needs. Cause it's respect check. And it's like, like Chipotle, huh? Like maybe a wink face or like a dot, dot, some facetious shit. You know what I mean? Sometimes facetious emphasis was definitely on this motherfucker. Right. I can't really remember. Cause I got kicked in the head by Caesar. Psych. Fuck you, Caesar. What up, G? <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. but uh, anyway, yeah, I was like, and I even showed, I even showed her. I'm like, yo, look this, and she's like, oh fuck. I'm like, yeah, that's ugly. Like what? And, she, and so like we're kind of, I was kind of like, like that. So the next time I saw him, one day I saw him. Remember we had that weird talk with us. Like, Everybody come in here. Everyone come in right now. He's against the ring. Guys, okay. No dating these females here. No, <laughs> yeah. no don't mess around with any demons. I don't want to see anybody dating any demons. I hear about it. I, you don't want me to hear you hear about it, okay? And I'm thinking to myself, damn, this dude already text just texted me about this shit like four, like six days ago. Now he's still in the group. I'm already fucked. Like that's something you don't know. You know what I mean? Like so, like that timing of like you know you know, but like. I think that's the first time I've described that timing for you. So for me, my perception is like, this food just gave me this third wall that I'm already fucked. Right. Uh, uh, in front of the group, without the group knowing. So I'm like, damn, all right. So I already had this trend, bro. And then he was like, every drug test, even though like I was hopscotching through that hoe, like when it came to marijuana, because I'm a G like that, didn't give a fuck. Like this food 
would would just call me out. You're gonna piss. I'm like, okay, oh, I'm gonna take a piss for you. Well, guess what? Then I'm gonna fucking get this motherfucking bomb ass jello shit, slam it to the head, and it's just gonna confuse the test. And I'm gonna piss and keep smoking weed because you're driving me crazy, Matt Balloon. <laughs> Yo, that pectin, bro. That pectin will mask your system. You get that <laughs> pectin, bro. I'm telling you right now, yo, Pectin, me and my man Dan need a sponsorship right now. Pectin, brother. Bro, I'm telling you, Pectin in a 24-ounce Gatorade bottle, chug it, fill it up with water, chug that, pee two times, then take the drug test. You'll you'll pass it every time for a marijuana drug test. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, period. And I'm going to (laughs) repeat like, because I love it, too. This my man Dan told me he's the one that put me on. He was like, "Yo, bro," I was like, "Yo, I think we have it tomorrow, bro." Like, shit, I'm not even ahead of him. Fuck, I'm, I'm like, and we and luckily though we had like no body fat on us, and we're just fucking. <sighs> that helps, bro. That helps having no body. This dude's running spots. It also helps get it out of your system if you take fucking 15 bumps a day with robbie's class and stand on your neck that also helps get it out of your system if you ever need that but anyway i'd be like <laughs> damn we lived that bro that's crazy so then anyway like <laughs> we, we basically get the bottle bro my man dan's like get the gatorade bottle get the pectin on it you put the te- you get the pectin you got like three packages in there so just keep it in your gym bag whatever you know what i'm saying because you got the three pods you got ammunition on you you only need one per serving so you get the Gatorade bottle, crack that thing open, drink the neck, pour it, shake it, shake it, shake it, chug it. Damn, that sucks. Who cares? You're about to pass the test. Piss water into that motherfucker. Boom, fill it with water. Da, da, da. Now chug the water. Try to get a piss out and then go fucking win that day. Win the day, baby. That's all it is, bro. It's simple. That's a science. That's science, bro. That's literally the creatine just... So they never, so you never failed, but you never, like, that was never an issue. That was never a thing. And I would only have failed for marijuana and I never failed once. Right. He tried me, bro. Right. They were coming after you. They were, they were trying to get you in various ways. They kicked you out the locker room. They were trying to, they were putting you on a bunch of drug tests. So, so they kicked me out of the locker room. Let's get back on track. I'm out of the locker room uh, temporary. And then, so finally I get the balls. I'm like, I think I asked like Biff or somebody to be like, yo, like how long do you think this fucking locker room shit's going to go, bro? Like, like I want to love y'all, bro. Like I'm a lover. Like as just as big as I am, I got, I like, you fill this whole vessel up. Like you're an extrovert, bro. You need to be around the people. Yeah, bro. And I, yeah. And like, I'm, I'm not just trying to be around. I'm trying to love them dogs straight up. Like and watch when they love that. I love them, but fuck it. They never got to that. All of a sudden he's like, I don't know, but uh, next thing, all these armory shows, I'm like not only going to armory, but I'm finding like the captain of the armory's desk and I'm setting up in his room because I'm pissed. I'm like, this is my locker room. I mean, the five course meal from fucking Pollo Loco or whatever the fuck that shit's called every fucking other day. I have like six meals. I'm getting fat. I'm eating rolls and shit. I'm on vacation every day. I'm like, fuck, they're never even playing me. I'm just getting fucking huge right now for no reason. You know what I'm saying? And then finally, like, oh, hey, you got something tonight? And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm putting, I'm putting coconut oil on and shit. And then all of a sudden, they, like, changed the script last minute. You just got a promo. I'd go out there, cut a decent promo. And I was like, fuck it. Next time, I got to cut a sick promo. Then I started cutting sick promos. That's all they give me. 
and then suddenly they hyper critique my promos and I'd be like talk I'd be like I got a bunch of sad boys in the back that don't want to face me and I was saying crazy shit just to talk shit because they didn't want to play me so I'm like calling them out to try to give them to see the action and that didn't work I'm still out of the locker room one time I'm out of the locker room, I'm set up in a mini hall, I'm eating and shit. Mandy Sachs comes over, she's like, I miss you. Like, I feel like we never even get to talk anymore because everybody hates you. I'm like, I know, it's crazy, right? She like, gives me like a little hug and shit. She's all nice to me because we're fucking tough in our family. Like, that's right. You can't, nobody can get that shit from us. Like, we went through that shit alone, dog, 16 weeks in the fucking shits. She was always cool people. She was always nice, bro. Super respectful, all love for Mandy, bro. She came and gave me like a little side hug, like, oh, like, I wish you were like, not. Like, disbanded from all the <laughs> Yeah, in time out. And I'm like, yeah, you know, me too. Like, that'd be nice, but fuck it. You know, I'll just stay in jail, WWE jail, whatever. Dude, I remember, bro. Yo, so we would, so you would go and find, every time we'd go to, like, a, a small show, whether it was an armory, community center, wherever, like, you couldn't go into the locker rooms that we had, which would just be some random-ass room that they would have us all in. So you couldn't go where, so you'd have to find, so it was like, yo, like finding the craziest room in the building to like make your office essentially. Yeah. And I'd make it my big ass den and I would just change and like hang up my clothes. And have yo, we would just go in there. Yo, we would just go in there and party. <laughs> yeah, straight up, bro. Period. And then the tweet happened and then it got worse and worse and worse. So, yeah. So do you think the, the, so all the backlash from the tweet was the beginning of the end? Yeah, I felt it. Like, for the amount of people I read online that were like, you just made, you just committed, uh, dog, this is what they literally said, you just committed career suicide. I was like, <laughs> what? I was like screenshotting those, sending them to my boys back home, and she's like, yo, people are saying I'm committing suicide online. It's kind of weird, bro. Like, that's pretty deep, you know what I mean? Then all of a sudden, they progressed. I was kicked out for a while. All of a sudden, like, I get root, I get word from, like, uh, Chipotle shoddy that she's was like, yo, uh, I heard they're going to do, like, wrestling court with you. And I was like, yay? I'm like, what does that even mean? And at first, I was kind of like, like, I kind of, like, almost didn't even really understand what she was saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wait, like, is this a joke or something? Like, wrestling court? I never heard of that. I'm not, like, a mark enough to know that there was ever wrestling court. Yeah, what is, yeah, so, like, what is wrestling court? So, I'm, so that's what I'm wondering. So, I'm like, yo, what is it? And then she breaks it down, like, oh, back in the days, whenever the boys had, like, trouble or like whatever like they would have wrestling court and like they would have like the hierarchy that that be like kind of run it and they would just settle it in front of the boys so they could like get over the drama which is actually kind of honorable like it ain't really like that no more they were trying to like redo that to maybe like install old stigma but like they did it in a bitch made way so it like ruined it but like back then they would do that i think it was like maybe jpl or I don't know, maybe I said that acronym wrong. I don't know. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, the, he was the hey, judge. Yeah. He was like the judge, I guess, or some shit. But so anyway, in my second, second, third, or whatever the fuck guitar generation I was in, uh, Mark Henry was the the guy. So we, so we went in. So then, anyway, we one day, some of us NXT fucking jobber pieces of trash got got called down to the. Uh, somewhere in Miami. I don't know. I wasn't driving. You were Tampa. Driving. No, it was in Tampa. They had SmackDown in Tampa, and we were we got called to go. 
So we got called to go on my coolest show out. I'm in the Lululemon fit, looking tight and nice, looking like I'm about to be like a fucking yoga professor or some shit. I'm fucking, I feel like I, I look good. I feel good. I'm about to go play good no matter what core system they put me in. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm bulletproof. Let's go. So we get down there. The one thing that Bloom did do me right with was he was like, yo, bro, like take some lick as an offering if you wanted to, bro. Like they probably like Tito's vodka. I was like, oh, check mark. Thanks, bro. Appreciate that. So anyway, we get down to the spot, whatever. I may get down there. I don't think I drove down there with you, actually. I think I might I might grab some Chipotle on the way down there, honestly. <laughs> and so, uh, you know what I'm saying? If I, mm-hmm. retro, then I, mm-hmm. grab some, I do. I do. Chipotle, you feel me? So then uh, I basically got there. I got the whip, with, and I went, and I grabbed some Tito's vodka. I went in there, and I was like, oh, check this out. There's a handle, big-ass handle. Oh, there's, like, these pretty nice i'm not sure the ounces but a nice size bottles i was like i'll get them some personals i grab them ching 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 and i would reach back oh there's only three there's four of these fucking gimmicks god damn it so i'm like all right well maybe i'll just do the handle i was like nah i'm running late on time like i'll just go fuck it so i I got three bottles instead of four fuck me right so now i get to the event i sneak the alcohol into the into the event Cause like they do the security check and I'm not like really like a wrestler, like on that level yet. So I'm like sneaking alcohol in this bitch and you know me, I got it in. So then like, I like hide that with my shit. Cause I know wrestling courts coming and I don't know when or how or why I'm going to get an email about it. It's just all people. Period. Like, you know, more than anybody, like it's just me, me, me waiting, bro. I'm just eating cake in the fucking, cause, cause you know, on SmackDown shit, they got the bomb ass catering. So I'm going to catering and fucking it up cause I'm stressed. And people look at him like, this food's eating all the catering. And I'm like, I know I'm stressed. And then like, <laughs> all of a sudden they're like, some like little, like, one of the, it was probably a ref or some little like nard came up and was like, yo, wrestling court, peak 27. I'm like, oh, all right, where's that? And he's like, that way. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'm like, walk in. And I remember they I had somebody out. come and whisper to you about the Hey, meeting. bro, like, what is this? Like, am I about to go, like, what the fuck? I'm about to go, like, walk in my own death. And then so, like, I remember I, like, walked by, like, I see, like, Lita and I'm like, she kind of like looks at me like I'm already dead or something. I'm like, what the fuck? So I keep walking. And then all of a sudden, like, I get in there and there's like this nice, like, like room, like almost like, like there's about to be a small ass little Jewish wedding, like private ass, high class Jewish wedding type little like foyer motherfucker in there. And I like go in there and I like sit down with my bag. I sit down and I like see Mark Henry up there and I like caught wind that like he's supposed to be like the guy to like facilitate the shit by now. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll like give him some attention. And then I think like one of the Dudley brothers came in there and he looked to me and was like, kind of gave me like a G, like, what up? And I'm like, what up? And then it's kind of like, the fuck, what the fuck's about to happen? And then more guys came in and then it started. And then like, there was just like, more people coming in and out. Like the room was breathing with wrestlers, like at times. And like, people were kind of getting their licks in on me. They basically started bashing me. Like bartender says some shit like, when I first got here, I was a piece of shit just like you. But I had a way bigger contract than you. We're talking millions and like, I was just like, well, where is this going, dog? Like, does this fool even know what happened? Like, what's going on? Like, what, are we, what are we talking about right now? Are you, talk, are you talking, is this about the tweet? Like, this is crazy. Like, you <laughs> <laughs> got crazy, got crazy, are we crazy. just mad about some fake shit? <laughs> and then that one fool that always wore, like, Hulkamania shit, what's that fool's name? Beard, he's like, uh, I don't know, that fool was like, he's like, God, I got it. I'm going to say it loud. You should quit. You should go back to Colorado. I'm going to say some more loud. I, I'm out of here. 
Suku, kink. And then like, I'm in there with the other three gimmicks now and he left and Mark Henry's kind of looking like, this motherfucker would leave. He's like, God damn it, you know what I mean? And then I'm kind of like, what the fuck? And then so uh, now like Bo is saying some shit, they're all saying some shit and I'm like respecting him. He's kind of seeing, he's like, yeah, I have to play football, but don't be like that, like fuck. And I'm like, all right, well, like, like hear me out. You don't know me yet. Like, I'm not like that. Like I'm like a heel trying to be cool. Like, like, do you not understand what I was trying to do though? Like for real, it wasn't trying to like, Make y'all hate me. Da, 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 da. And then so like it got crazier. Then all of a sudden, here comes the school back. I decided I needed to be here. Sat down. I'm like, whoa, psych 101. This shit is crazy in here, dog. So then Acting I like, like a child, like a grown, like a child in a grown man's body. Grown ass child, bro. Grown ass child. Fucking disgust, though, bro. It was sad. It was like weird to see. It was like a, he was just having a hissy fit in front of me. Crazy. I was just maintaining his like noble steed. I was just like horsing. Just, Every once in a while, I was like scratching my hood on the floor. And shit. <laughs> it's just so hard to take, dog. I could like perform so much violence right now. It's crazy. And then like I'm just sitting there breathing, breathing. Finally, like I'm like I'm getting fidgety, so I start clutching my bag a couple of times because I'm thinking like maybe I can just end it and offer the alcohol now. You know what I mean? Like, and when I grab the bag, it's kind of all tightened up, like I'm about to pull out a bazooka out this bitch or something. But so I fucking pull, I like, he's like, yo, I was like, honestly, like, I don't throw my bag in here because, like, I've got some y'all some lick, like, for some, like, peace offering shit, like, but, like, I don't even know, like, I'm just gonna leave this here if you want to have it, bro, but, like, I know y'all, like, hate me by all the shit you just said, like, it's crazy, bro, like, y'all are, like, have that, bro, I'm just gonna chill, like, you don't gotta talk, whatever, like, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm not because I didn't do shit you here. Wait, so, so what were, what was it that they were mad about? The disrespect, the audacity that I used the word jobber to some, like, newfound vets that came up through the fucking crystal clear nxt pipeline so guys so guys that had like that felt like that had been in the business for a while felt like you were you didn't have enough experience to uh bust on them or whatever yeah or just to use insider terms like was like so autistic of me and they probably laugh, like they probably laughing at themselves after this Corona shit. You know what I'm saying? They've been spending so much time alone and shit. They're probably like, damn. Hopefully, maybe not. I don't really care, bro. That, those motherfuckers are weird, weird ass motherfuckers <laughs> hating on me about some tweets. Yeah, it was it was wild. So they were so like a bunch of people were angry about, you know. Yo, you remember that one night we were at uh, we were at FSU. We they just had like glorious shows like Finn, Finn. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, the homie did like some bomb shit, some some like super spin. UCF, we were at UCF. Yeah, yeah, we were at UCF. And then after the show, Triple H is breaking us down on some like semi glorious shit, you know, being raspy and being noble, saying some great things slowly, surely. And there's like you know a couple awards I want to give out. There's like a uh, Bull Dempsey being a. Uh, the, most, the least successful stooge of the current order. And then uh, I also wanted to point out uh, uh, Yeti or, you know, uh, Bronson, I'm sorry, we're not supposed to call him Yeti, uh, for winning the 2016 Tweet of the Year Award. And I was like, I didn't even let it face me. I was like, hell yeah. Like, I didn't say shit in a minute. I was like, hell yeah. Like, that was the first shit I said. So, like, I was like, right, like, back to the hall. Like, you know what I mean? I was dead ass. That was the first event where... I was like showing up, like, and it was like no locker room for him, outside only. And I was like, damn, like, and I was probably for sure hungover as a bitch, like, showing up to that shit, like, 
like, because I knew I was fucked, so I was, like, having fun when I got fun and then going to work, like, and then so I was, like, I remember, I, like, walked up to, like, that one, uh, that one food, uh, he was, like, a ref, he was, like, I don't know, it was one of the refs, I, like, I went up to him because we are like, building a ring because we are like, fucking ring slaves, I was, like, the highest yeah. In all of WWE, this is a fact, put, put this on my Wikipedia page, and all of fucking WWE history, I was the highest paid ring builder, bro. Like astronomically amount. Because I'm the fucking best. <laughs> I'm actually the best ring builder in the fucking world. But, yo, based on your salary, hands down, not even close. My salary is undeniable, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Period, dog. Thank you, though, Vince. Thank you for that ring building salary. That shit was gratuitous as fuck. But uh. So, so is that, so that's what, is that what made you want to leave? No, I mean, like I, I can, I, I'm resilient, bro. You know me, I'm a fucking goat dog. Like I'll go the distance. I'll like, I'll digest the fucking, the can that I just ate, uh, which is the tweet I just made. So I was, I was hanging out, bro. I was going for a minute. And then I feel like when I got that concussion, it was just like a sign. It was like, it was almost like a blessing in disguise. Like I didn't really get that hurt by it. And I, like in the sense that I was like crippled, but I, it was like, it was like a little derailing moment. And I, it showed even more of true colors, how they, how hard they shelved me when I got hurt and they didn't have to like worry about me no more and how like red lighted I got. I was just like, damn, this is like a time for me to like either sit around and get decrepit out here and like wait it out for them to like vacuum me up on their own accord. Some like miraculous way through time or I can just like keep moving and like thrive again and like just create a new path and I was like fuck I'm a leap with both feet and then so I like dipped home and like coincidentally my mom kind of got hurt I was like fuck it I went home and I just started building an empire like on the low and just like stayed and like hustled and finessed and then I like started doing my own thing for a while and then I was like rebirthed through the opportunity like with dog pound like when I was in the WWE and I like made that path, I was able to make the connection through with Kirk and make that friendship. And then as time progressed and like the LA opportunity arose, he just came out and was like, yo bro, like I want to talk to you. And like, he hit me up and we started talking about potential future options with the gym. Yo, what is the dog? So what is the dog pound? So the dog pound is like a premier training facility that was based out of New York, bro. And it's like, we deal with like any and all type of clients, but like our culture and our style and our like gritty, like sexiness has like, like created this like cool stigma in the fitness industry that we've like created our kind of our own like niche. And like, it separated us from a lot of people and it's caused us to get a lot of like unique traffic, which has like led to a lot of like unbelievable quick events to happen, whether it be like, that clients with bigger names coming in or us being able to travel and do cool events um, to like give back to the community in like a number of ways, even like through Corona and like prior to. I see you guys always having a good time, bro. Every time I see videos, you guys are always oh, yeah. getting after it, training, but you guys are look like you're having a blast too while you're working hard. Bro, it's a party every, every, every day is a party, bro. And like, it's in the best way. And like, it's more of like a family unit and once you become part of the tribe like you come in it's like it's like that gym experience that people that are like connoisseurs of the gym industry really want and need and you don't ever gotta force it it's just gonna like fall in your hands and like from the moment you walk in and the moment you walk out it's like 
a great time, you know what I'm saying? And it like never fails. And like, depending if you're like with me or with any of our other trainers that are there, like for the day, like you're always just gonna have like kind of a mixed up vibe. And so it's gonna be something that's like new and fun. And like, it just travels quick. And it's like one of those things that's like infectious. And it's just been growing like exponentially because it's natural, bro. Like it's very like organic, non-forced, like genuine behavior. All while like pumping the like the newest, sexiest, premier, highest shit. All while getting like the most scientifically altered to your custom self and goals, like all in one. And you can just like lay back and like be in that like luxury fitness mode. And it's like once we like kind of like develop that line and like set the line, set the bar, like we don't have a choice but to like stay there now too. So like coincidentally, we got comfy finally. Now that we push the bar up we set the bar a little higher like corona kind of obviously like kicked us in the face so we were able to open our like basically our third gym which is like virtual reality and it's like virtual training so it's dp vt dog pound virtual training and so like now we're trying to like obviously like not yeah that seems like the move now is to kind of alter like to kind of make a move over to the digital space i see mad i see mad different training places that were like physical training places, gyms open, you know, they're doing zoom meetings where they've got people coming in working out on zoom or Google hangout or whatever it is. Um, a lot of yoga studios. I feel like yoga studios have been, been really yeah. after that. If you, if you were already into yoga big time, I think now this too is also a more comfortable one-on-one setting for yoga. Cause I've actually myself took in a couple yoga, uh, FaceTime sessions, but yeah, time and like just so i could sit back and like experience a session and like there were definitely like some of the best yoga sessions i had because most of the yoga sessions i had gone to was either like a laptop i'm listening to and just following along or it's like a session where like there's like you know 10 or less maybe 15 or less people but you're not really getting that one-on-one like for this one this guy was doing it with me and he's also like coaching me heavily and then absorbing how coachable I am through the FaceTime session and then pressing down on the gas and coachability more so as he is like, that's a part of it too. It's like part of, part of it is like how socially intelligent is your trainer? Like, can they, and even through the veil of the digital realm, like, can I see angles that I need to like perfect in your form right now? Can I like give yeah. you? Yeah. You got to really know your, you got to really know your shit. You really got to know your shit, bro. I feel like now more than ever, because well, because you don't have that where you're that contact, that personal contact. You're close. You're able to touch and feel. So you've got to be able to see it. You got to have the eye for it to be able to see it through the television, through the TV, whatever. And then uh, then you also have to have the wherewithal to be able to uh, communicate your words properly to get them to alter themselves. Absolutely, you have to be able to, to like tailor your words to that individual's brain capacity as well. And that's not like to like challenge anyone's intelligence. It's just like being socially aware of what they can and can't handle and like not wasting time and not having to always like show them in the moment. Like maybe I show you, that's the beautiful thing about it too. Maybe I'm not trying to spit too much game on the subject, but you, you train with them and eventually like they get so in tune with your voice. It is like so verbal. It's like super verbal. You know what I mean? That's the way, that's the way you can at least keep it intimate during the session so you know, they don't feel like they're broken away and they're like way over here you're just constantly on them with your words but i don't want to be giving out all the golden eggs to anybody out there trying to <laughs> so you're so you're saying that they they'll get they build up like 
So they get used to hearing your voice when you do enough times with them. So then they also adapt to your style. Yeah, like it's funny you're talking about yoga. It's very yoga-esque where like once you like get into a flow of yoga and you actually keep it up and you're doing it like consistently through a week or like yeah. at least a month or whatever, you start like picking up like a couple words and then you get two words ahead because you remember now. So now you're already like getting yourself there. So you're already like mentally more in tune with your movement therefore even if you're not aware of muscle mind connection you're already in tune with muscle mind connection verbally and the verbal cue is almost more like a powerful connector than anything else like if i show you sometimes people that aren't visual learners or they don't have a lever like you so like me showing you isn't going to like allow your body to do it because our levers are different but if i can say it and then you're like now your set of rules of your body are synced with my words it like breaks that that confusion of like movement to visual it's like movement to voice i think i've noticed i've done a lot of sessions bro I think yeah it's like to be very verbal yeah no i think a lot uh i think a lot of trainers could take from yoga practices in terms of how they conduct the yoga flow over the hour or 90 minutes you have to figure out basically you just take the yoga format like that template of how they uh how they guide practice and you just got to insert your, your shit. Yeah. It's like a slow row in a canoe, like Pocahontas style. <laughs> Dude, that's a great analogy. It is. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's a fucking great analogy. <laughs> Cause it's just, it's just nice, nice and steady, you know, but like <laughs> yeah. keeping movement, you got to keep the boat moving. Oh God, go and you don't want to get weird. Cause you're going to start getting a little wispy and create a current. Pilgrims are gonna see your ass. It's not gonna be good. You gotta stay quiet, stay noble, stay, stay the path. You know what I mean? But that dog pound, the water's fucking neon blue, and the paddle's a vibrator, and the fucking board is like a fucking light show. And yeah. you're like, and you, and, and like, you feel like you're taking pre-workout, and there's a fucking yeti dancing on lily pads and shit in the distance, and you're like, holy shit! Like, I'm motivated to work out. How the fuck could I not be? But that's dog pound, you know? Right. Dude, you guys are always doing sick promos in there. Fuck yeah. I got some sick shit dropping this week, bro. Just I just try to keep I get like a couple brainstorm good ideas earlier in the shit in the week and then I'll just chug them out. Yo, I've been loving the art you've been putting out. Thanks, bro. Yeah, man. Over over break, I just got like super lonely, super into myself, and then I just got super and two with some other things, you feel me? And I just started like flowing, bro. Like I definitely, I started the micro dosing a little bit and like- Psilocybin? Psilocybin, bro. Yeah. Like I didn't, you know, I was doing like the hood micro dose. Like, yeah, I'm a micro dose. And they're like, pleek. And you're like, micro. And then just, <laughs> <laughs> that's, like really, that's how 99% of the people are micro dosing, bro. Like, right, no yeah. measurement. There's no measurement. They're like, some people are like, like for people that don't know, People are like grinding the shits in the grinder, maybe buy a grinder just for your shrooms, and then they like measure it out. I don't do that, but people do do that, and that's good. It's not a bad thing, but like people do that so they can be very specific too. I like being I like being exact. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Like, yeah. But then some other people that are microdosing, they just like you know get two parcels from somebody's Ziploc baggie and they break that up and just pop shit and see what happens and like. That's their form of microdosing. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, I was, I was doing that type of microdosing though. I was t- I was hitting the tink tink. <laughs> <laughs> Just intuitively feeling it out. 
Yeah, and then so like some nights I'd be like, oh nice, and other nights I'd be like, oh nice, and then all of a sudden I was just like very artistically infused, like female that I have in my life right now. My girlfriend, she's got me like on one too, and I like all that shit blend together with the isolation of Corona. Yo, so the so the psilocybin, bro, it makes you it makes you more in tune with your emotions. It makes you more in tune with the people around you. You can like you're you're sent like you're more empathetic. Yeah, no, it's, I feel that. It like open and then it like even opens up like your your receptors after you you know the the days after that you use it. Yeah, like one analogy I've heard that's really nice too, like with shrooms, is like if you, depending on like the gradient of what, of which you take them, regardless, like the days later, hey, there's like not the hangover effect. There's not like all these like negative side effects that could be frustrating within your head of how you feel sensibility. And like you obviously, it's almost like the, here's the analogy is that if you're skiing down a mountain all day, you see all the ruts, you're snowboarding down a mountain, you see all the man-made ruts, and those are like your normal your, your normal synapse pathways that are like very vigorous and regular yeah. and like over years, perhaps. Maybe you haven't even tried like anything yet. And then now the day after, it's like it's like fresh powder snow. Like it's time to like re recalibrate and like reconnect synapses. So they might be the same synapses for the same physiological or mental uh reasoning but like now it's maybe more direct it's more like proper and clean and cut not so like ruddy and dug deep yeah it's like when a fresh snow like fresh snow comes down over those ruts right and fills them all up and you just got there's nothing you blaze your own path the next day period that's i like that i feel that's how it feels yeah it's nice yeah it's like it's like it's almost like a reset so yeah yeah it definitely is like a reset bro yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of them, man. I feel like they've they've done a lot of uh, they've done a lot of good for me in the regards of it's allowed me to put a different lens through how I perceive the world and like how I perceive myself more importantly, and it allows me to kind of look inward and and analyze myself and question myself and. And it dissolves like my ego, right? It like forces me to ask myself like some hard questions and it just, it allows you to kind of get in touch with yourself in a way that you might not have been able to without them. No, I agree with that. And I think that's like uh, what people like first trying it will like come to realize eventually on their own but like especially if someone's explaining that to them and then when they're in the moment they like might have that slight ideology of what you just said it really clicks with you and you're like wow like it's just a way to kind of like take the edge off like they say with like beer smoking but like it's in a more of like a uh people could almost like get confused and say spiritual some people might argue and say it is spiritual but it's like definitely in a more like of a get in touch with your soul type of way I definitely think that there's a spiritual aspect to them. I think any psycho psychoactive drug is, is helping you. Cause think about it throughout history, throughout time, there's always been like shamans, right. And like witch dog, different people in like different tribes throughout society that have had the role where they've used psychedelic 
whether it was like mushrooms or plants, whatever. Right. And they've, they were all super spiritual. They were usually like the religious head of whatever village tribe city that they were in. And I think that there's like a direct correlation between them. No, I think so too, bro. And I think like, there's a way like, depending on where you're at in your life, when you're taking them, you can like use them to like harness more power. If you're already on a power, like a, a healthy power, positive movement forward, and you're like introducing that, like that'll help amplify that. If you're also in the contrary, like in a very demise spot, but you like have a glimmer of hope, it might enhance that hope. Maybe if you don't have any hope, it might enhance the, the fear. So like, there's like, there's a, that little stigma that people have like, oh, you know, I don't want to have a bad trip. Like really it's just like, if you're in a bad mindset and you know you're not stable, there's no reason you should have your hands on that. But if like, you're like trying to like, think of this as a positive, you're already on the right path anyway. If you introduce something like that, it's going to enhance that positive. I, I agree with that for sure. But I think it's important to have those bad trips, right? Per se, because it's di- like, particularly psilocybin is a guide it's a guide through your your subconscious and if you're having a negative experience or you're having like these negative feelings coming up and being amplified that's because like they're underneath the surface somewhere and you're not dealing with them and they've guided you to some of the issues that you have in your life that you are ignoring and it is perceived as bad, but if you really look at it for what it is, because it's like one of those things where you see somebody commit a crime type thing, or you see someone do something bad. And instead of like either standing up and doing something for it, you turn away, look the other way and act like you didn't see it. That's how, that's how that bad experience can be. You could have a bad trip, see something about yourself that you've been ignoring and freak you out. And then when you come back, right, it's just like, you act like you never saw it and you don't ever address it. But if you do address it and act like you actually saw it, you're going to come out that said negative experience better than you were going into it. Right. Hell yeah. Thousand percent. It's a guide, bro. bro. And once you get into with that and you're in that ideology of like, this is like an amplifier. This is like something that I can use to amplify myself in the right direction. Yeah. Medicine. Otherwise, it's this, like, unknown placebo. I'm going to, like, think it's whatever a wild emotion I have. I think I'm going to latch that to this, like, scary thing. Like, it's not that. But yeah. Quick commercial break. I'm going to take a piss on me. Okay. <laughs> that was cool, though. I do psilocybin. I, uh, now I do not advise just this. I don't advise just anybody to start taking mushrooms, right? Not necessarily for everybody, but I think if you do your, you know, you do your homework, you know, your body and you know what you're doing, or at least find someone that knows what they're doing. You can use these to help you. Like I said, uh, it's mushrooms our medicine, their guide, they're going to help navigate your psyche. They're going to help you in ways that, you know, creatively, imagination wise, you know, introspective work, 
They're going to do things for you that you couldn't do. It's like when you go to the optometrist and it's like, Les, for those of you who don't have glasses or have to wear contacts, when you go into the optometrist, they'll give you, they'll go, what's more clear? And you're looking at all the number, the letters, lens one or lens two. And there's barely any difference between the two. And he goes, lens one or lens two. Then he throws in lens three, he goes, lens two or lens three. And there's barely any difference. And honestly, I'm just more confused after all these like lens changes. Right. 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 Like I'm like, bro, they're all the same. You're fucking with me. I swear to God, you're fucking with me. No, it was two. Like, fuck. That shit. Yeah, that's how I get too. But that's what like that's what the psilocybin does for you is it puts a different lens over you and you now can see the world just a little bit. The world's still the world, but you see and notice little things about it that you never noticed before. And they're there because when, when you're, when you don't have that lens anymore, you're still able to perceive those things because now it guided you to those things. So those things, maybe you didn't pay attention to those things that you uh, were unaware of. Now you are aware of, and you can carry that with you. You were neglecting them maybe because like you like wanted to without even knowing you wanted to. Now you're like, damn, like this is crazy. Like I'm unfolding myself a little bit. Yeah, well, think about it, dude. We all go through so much trauma as youngsters. All of us, all humans, we all go through shit, dude. Whether it's from our parents or our relatives or some sort of circumstance, I feel like every human grown growing up goes through some shit. And we get attacked, whether it's emotionally or mentally, sometimes physically, and we develop these defense mechanisms when we're younger to deal with things. And sometimes it's burying stuff in your subconscious. And they're developed at a time of adolescence. So like you can't really think too logical or too maturely when you're like raging as a child, like, and that's like instilled in you deeply at that moment. Well, some all, yeah. And some people, and not, I take that back. Not some people, there's a lot of people that even just because they're adults aren't emotionally intelligent, they don't really have a handle of their own emotions. So they, they're not able to pass along a, uh, proper emotional education to their children because they don't even have their emotions in check. And to be honest, we don't teach how to handle our emotions very well. Yeah, we don't. You know, like we teach you how to read and write and test an SAT and be productive and go and do this and get a job and be a, a productive member of society. But we don't teach people coming up how to like deal with their emotions, how to deal with like anger, or fear, or sadness or disappointment. Right. You know, like as men, especially as men, you only you're only really allowed to be angry or happy or lustful. Those are the only emotions that you're allowed to have all the other shit makes you soft yeah it's true and it's like no it doesn't make me soft it makes me a human being yeah it makes you a human being bro right and it's just like what's making me soft is my inability to deal with my sadness you know my inability to deal with uh being let down by my parents or being let down by a relative or, uh, you know, a friend early on and not knowing how to deal with that emotion and then letting it turn into this, 
uh, piss poor behavioral pattern that like some of us humans have and not ever dealing with it, that is what makes you soft. Yeah, that's real, bro. That's what makes you enable to like grow as well. Like it'll always hold you back. Always hold you back, bro. Your emotions as a man, as a woman too, but just speaking, speaking for men on this, this side of the spectrum, right? When you learn how to deal with your emotions as a man, you become powerful. Fuck yeah. You become a force in your community when you learn how to properly handle your emotions as a man. And you don't become a man until you learn how to deal with your emotions. That's real, bro. Because you could be grown as hell. You could be big as hell. You could have all these physical attributes, right? And if you don't know how to deal with your emotions, you're not a man yet. A true man knows how to handle and deal their emotions. And that's not to say that their emotions can't get better than the better of them at times. That's not to say that you always have your shit together 24 seven because you're a human and you never do. But until you learn how to check, regulate, control your emotions, you are not a man. And anyone that says otherwise, they don't know shit and they're lying. No, they don't know shit, bro. Cause like, like or they're just, there's, they, they don't know shit yet, literally because they haven't experienced something to take them to that level yet. Yeah. You know and, I, and you can you can experience and like figure all this out through like any path, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't matter. It can be earlier on in your life. Some people are more onto this when they're young because they go through more trauma early on, so they have to like heavily deal with it, yeah. and it early on. And then some people they don't really figure it out till they're older because they're either privileged or they're not put in an ecosystem that's like testing them like this. Dude, honestly, I feel like I was I was fortunate at the time. I didn't feel fortunate coming up in like a, a, in the low socioeconomic bracket coming from a kind of dysfunctional kind of situation. I felt at the time, like it was like, why me? And it was like very, you know, I, I had self pity when I was younger. Right. I felt, I felt bad. Like I, I was angry about the situation that I was in and I was like, why me? Why do I have to go through this? And as I, as I, matured and learned and went through life realized that that was one of the greatest blessings that I could have ever went through because it forced me to go with through so much adversity. I got so many life lessons early on. I got tested, you know what I mean? I got put in the fire very early. And so I got molded and, and folded and molded and folded over until I was that sharp, you know what I mean? That sharp Japanese steel. Yeah, straight up. Fuck yeah. And so like that hardship, you know what I mean? That hardship really was like a blessing and it, it, and for whatever reason, everybody is at different state. I feel like everyone comes into this life with a different amount of life from past life experiences. And for like, whatever reason, some of us are here on this plane of existence with more life experiences. They've lived more past lives. That's real. And that's that same, that's that same like ideology. Like when you're having a kid, when you're younger versus when you're older, it's also when you're having kids, how many lives ahead are you, bro? Like, what can you produce? Because it's probably a spiritual genealogy too, bro, that we can't really like latch onto scientifically yet. There's probably some type of spiritual code. Yeah. We're not there yet. Maybe it's involved. With well, I think we it's our job. So I think it's your job to help each other 
because some of us are further along emotionally, mentally, spiritually. So like we all, that's the thing about humans, right? We're like a giant, we're kind of like a hive, bro. Yeah. If you really look at it through the hit, like if you take a step back from yourself and from like current society and look at humans from the beginning of humans to the end of humans, like we're all like this one organism essentially. And we're in this together. Right. We are, bro. We're, we're in this thing together. So if we can help and pass along, like some that are, are lagging behind, like emotionally or spiritually, those of us that have more emotional, spiritual knowledge can, can kind of help bring them up and people that have more physical knowledge or, or mental knowledge that more innately can help bring those who are lacking there. And it's like all, you know, rising tide lifts all boats in the Harbor. Fuck yeah, bro. That's beautiful. That's real shit. Basically, I, I've seen that, and you've seen that multiple times from multiple companies or organizations, like through these like extraordinary professional brackets. And like, they've all been in a different theme, like whether it be like football, on the high school level, college level, pro level, WWE, entertainment. And now like this new endeavor, like we're all, no matter who you are, you're virtual in some way. So now we're like attacking this virtual plane. There's going to be politics. There's going to be weird shit on here too, digitally somehow eventually. And then also like just for you and me, how we've now grown from our, our past, what we've been doing just recently to our new uh, positioning. Like we're always like finding these new behavior schemes to address, to like perfect our new immediate nucleus, but like yeah. you said, wrap it back to the hive aspect, like in all of those ecosystems, it is all hive behavior, bro. It's all hive behavior. Always. Yeah. It's crazy. I feel like, so this is another thing though, coming to that is I feel I got to, I need to pass along what I've learned. I need to pass along my experiences and help all the people that I can like help while I'm here. You know what I mean? And try and bring as many people up as I can in the process. Right. Like that's, uh, that's what I feel like. That's my purpose. That's what I got to do. That's like my, my, that's the real reason why I'm here on this planet. Yeah. I think that's because you're getting to a level now that I see and I can relate with where like we've won championships. We've won like a lot of uh, instances where we get a new career that catapults us. Like we've won those opportunities. So those are like very similar to like a championship feeling like we've won battles. Success. And then we've had success. And so, and now like what's next? Like we all know like there's a bigger check and there's like a bigger endeavor and like those will come because time will just bring them to us. And we start to figure that out. But like we, we like, crave and thrive for like our legacy bro so like what you just said like you want to give give back and give on and like give your shit that that'll be your legacy like if you have a kid that'll be like for me not my children like like they're like my backup files that are just like spread their wings with me and they're just like that's my legacy you feel me yeah and I feel the same way bro like like my way especially just because i was forced to experience it through nature happening like having kids like I don't, I'm not sitting here about saying I want to be irresponsible and have all these kids, but like lately the way I've been thinking, I'm like, damn, like 
before I'm like 40, I'm definitely trying to have like another kid probably. You know trying to spread. Bro, you're trying to spread. <laughs> there, dude, there is something that I swear, I don't know what it's been the past like few, like past two years. I've been yeah. like feeling like I thought I did want to have kids at one point. And then like the last two years I've been having like this urge to just like, yo, I don't even, I just want to have mad kids. I don't even, I just want to have a, I want to have like an army, a little one. Yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to. Boys, girls, I don't give a damn. I just want a squad of Mathas running around. Bro, like that's amazing. Cause that, that, that would be like, even as like a uh, non-PC as that is in today's times, like that shit is gangster, bro. Like that's a big ass family now. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and they can choose who wants to rock with each other at Thanksgiving, I guess. But, like, bro, that's right. a family, dog. Yeah, I, I just want to have a big-ass squad, bro. You know what I mean? It's just, like, I, I don't know. For some reason, I've always thought big families were cool, bro. I always bro, thought big cool. family, people that had mad had uncles and cousins and shit. We had small families, bro. So, like, when we got around our homies that had big families, you're like, I'm entertaining all the whole bunch. <laughs> you know, all the food. <laughs> go bro and they accepted you bro because they already had a big family i had a i dated a girl that had 27 cousins god damn right and she had like i think it was 10 she had 10 uncles and aunts they all spread out you know what i mean and like i just i don't know i i'm trying to have i'm trying to have like 10 kids bro yeah that's 10 kids i used to be done frequently bro back in the days 10 kids was like the average, like, if you were really trying to put on for your family, you'd be, you'd be having, like, you know, 13, like. <laughs> well, you had to have, you had to have workers for the farm. Yeah, bro, that's the thing. You were, like, creating a business through your own genes. How genius. Yeah. What a pun <laughs> How genius. <laughs> that's a pun that was legend. I didn't even think of that one. <laughs> yeah, bro. Fuck. Crazy. Crazy, man. Yeah, I don't know. Kid kid talk is madness and like people can like think how they think about it. But until you're woke too, bro, like I feel like that's one thing. Like like you just described it and my take on it is like legacy is important, bro. And like you might not need it right away or you might not really think about it because you think you're immortal when you're young and you're like, I'm gonna live forever. Then you start kind of noticing like damn people be dying and like I want someone to like not not to be remembered, but, like, just to, like, that's, like, what we do, bro. That's what humans do, dog. Like, well, some of it, too, is, is, like, yo, it's your duty to give back. Because think, I don't care who you are, how talented you are, how self-made you are. No one ever made it to a place of success without helps of others. And I just know along my way, along my path, I had the creator put a lot of beautiful people in front of me to help guide me, redirect me, kick me in the ass, to get me on the right track, to help me see things that I couldn't see on my own. Like everybody that's come into my life has touched me and altered me in a way that I wouldn't be the man that I am if, if it wasn't for them. And they, they, they didn't have to do that. Right. But they did. And it's now my job to pass that along, to be that for somebody else. Right, right, right. To however many people that I can, if I can. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. You, you got the power to do that shit. You got a full ass tank, so like, let that shit rip, bro. Yeah. 
That's honestly, dude, that's what I've been feeling since after the accident. Yeah, because you got like second chance. It's like what you could really call it. You know what I mean? Like you basically like faced a situation where you could have been really fucked up. Like the moment you said, when I, when I read what you, you text me, bro, obviously. And then you described it to me kind of briefly, but like semi-descriptively what happened. And like within the first or first or maybe the second sentence, you said like, I got ejected out of the car. Like talk about my heart dropped. I was like, holy fuck. Like what else am I about to read right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, I'm good, though. I'm like, what the fuck? Every person I've ever heard about getting injected in the car is either dead or fucked. Right. Like, period. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, imagine, imagine, like, like, let's just shed light on it right now because it's making me uncomfortable. Like, imagine, like, seeing that shit, dog. Imagine someone's walking and seeing your big ass. <laughs> 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 God, oh, like, I had to have been like a missile through the air. You only know if you know, like, I'm a big motherfucker. Dan's a big motherfucker, bro. Like, if this food's soaring through the air out of the car and I see that, I'm going to shit my pants. Like, I'll, <laughs> never I'll never shit there, my pants. But dude, there was witnesses. The car, huh? There were witnesses there. I don't know if they saw that exact accident, but there was a witness. So, like, somebody did see it. If you if someone saw you get ejected out of the spaceship, I'm fucking sorry for them. They're scarred. They're thinking about, they think about that every night until they go to bed. Bro, I tucked and rolled. You rolled. Thank God for the WWE. You just went. You just like did. A, you're probably like, <laughs> probably did some shit. <laughs> <You> just, <laughs> Bro, I rolled. Like my elbow was jacked up. My elbow was jacked up, but like I could tell that when I flew out the window that I tried tucking on my left arm. And my left arm jammed a little bit because my shoulder was all jacked up and the back of my head hit. And then I drug across the concrete, but I, I rolled initially. I think that saved me quite a bit of damage. Yeah. Cause like you got uncoordinated people just being a duck stiff as a just, board. They would have just stuck the landing head, right. Head first, bro. Like a lawn dart. And died. Dead. Or worse, bro. That honestly, that was the biggest thing. Once I like came to on the ground and there's like, so like I come through and there's like three people standing over top of me, bro. There's wrecked freaking debris everywhere behind me. And there's an ambulance rolling up and there's people like, Oh my God. And like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? Just where am I? What? Like, just like, so like so confused bro i'm like what the fuck where am i who are these people i get up and like this lady like is pleading with me not to get up she like grabs me by the face and oh, is like God. looking oh, me God. in the eyes she's like i'm such and such i forget oh, what she said her name was she was like i'm a nurse practitioner like you just were in a car accident you have to stay immobile until like the paramedics get here and like I, me recognizing that like something was wrong and like just out of instinct, knowing that she's right. If I was in an accident, even though I could move, there could have been like a fracture and that I do need to stay immobile. So I like laid back down. And then the next thing I remember, I'm getting put on a stretcher into the ambulance. Damn. When you lay back down, you're just like, fuck. 
Well, I don't remember. I remember. So that was like the first memory I had because I'm driving down the road before the accident approaching this intersection and I'm looking at it, waiting for a stoplight. Don't see a stoplight. I'm like, that's weird. Looking for a street or a stop sign. Don't see a stop sign. I'm like, that's weird. Let up off the brake, coast through the intersection. Next thing you know, that's the next memory I have is waking up on the, on the concrete with those people all over me. Like there's no other memory. I don't have a memory of like, Oh shit. Last second, like collision. Like, it's like, this is a weird intersection to where, what am I doing? What is happening? That's crazy, bro. And I don't have, like, I still don't have, it's been four months to the day and I still don't have any memory of it. Madness, bro. So I, that was kind of groggy. That was my first memory. And then I like blacked out. And then the next memory was being on the stretcher, getting like lifted up into the ambulance. And then when I was... Big yeah, it's completely strapped down, completely. And then that's where I got all my wits back to me because now my adrenaline is like through the roof and I'm I'm like awake. So then I'm like hyper aware of everything. Like my senses, bro, I felt like uh I felt like daredevil, dude, where like I couldn't see because I was strapped, so I couldn't really see around me. I could only see a little bit out the periphs, but like everything my hearing was like phenomenal. I could like hear anything and everything that was happening within like a certain distance. Yeah. That's how I felt when I hit the horse. I could hear everything in the distance. I could hear like animals approaching and I was like full animal mode. Bro, I was like that horse flying through the air, dog. <laughs> Imagine if that shit would have happened at the same instant. Uh, but the accident made me feel like uh, after I had already, so I had already kind of been drawn spiritually the past two years, I would say, towards something greater than myself. And that accident kind of hyper, I don't know, it kind of expediated all that or took that to the next level because I just feel. It like, it like rushed you to like find like. A yeah, I feel connected in a like. And it's just like I almost have this different sense of it, like the world now, like that was going to be like in the timeline of my life. That's a major flag that like diverged the timeline. And now like I see things like differently because of that. Yeah. I'm like, I feel more tapped in with certain things. It was tragic. And you're like, you realize like, fuck, I got to like latch into something deeper. And like, you found a way to do that right away. Well, it's like, dude, I was on the top. I, I mean, I'm on top of the world. I work for the WWE. I'm in the best shape of my life. I, you know, I'm in a great situation living somewhere. Like I'm, ha I'm happy where I'm living. I'm starting all this new, you know, uh, like I was in the process of starting this podcast and this, this business that I'm starting, starting a media company, doing all these things. Right. And just like feeling the best, happiest I've ever been, most fulfilled that I've ever been. And then all of a sudden like that, everything could have been taken away from me. Yeah. Cause like it could have been worse than death, dude. I could have been paralyzed yeah. from the waist, from the neck down. That would fucking nuts, bro. And instead I walked away with a bump on my head and, you know, 
gnarly concussion and some road burn. Yeah. It's like, hold on, let me do, I need to make more. I got to do, like I already was in this mindset of trying to make the most of who I am and my life and my impact on those around me. But I got to, whatever I was focusing on before, I need to discard some of that shit. And I need to like really crank the shifter down on this. Yeah. And like get to where you want to be now. Cause like, that's how I feel too, bro. Sometimes like it's even to the point where like, obviously kind of like when I, I disbanded the WWE, it was kind of like, as it was happening, I just, supercharged back to Colorado just with both feet basically knowing like it was over and I had to just like re be reborn kind of that shit was like terrifying you know what I mean yeah it is right like going from big success you know kind of at the highest point of your life up into said point and then almost hitting a like a a, a valley into the darkness huge valley you're like what the fuck and almost having to question who you are and like what you really want from your life right and then like yeah yeah exactly and you might find some other like comforts or something that can like derail and like alter your decision and then you also are like looking at now more than ever because you're older and you're trying to like do things with your money properly so you're thinking financially like very precisely through like precision lens, depending on where you're at. And then so you start doing the math equations, you're like, fuck, like, where should I go? Where should I be? But like the best thing you do is like, just keep fucking pressing forward every day. Cause that shit's coming. Like it's going to unfold within you. And you're like, depending on how much energy you put out throughout the day, that should return either within the week or the night, depending on how tapped into like what frequencies you can like pick up on and put up, put on, with others you know what I mean like it's crazy even just like uh through this like whole corona thing like you were saying earlier the people that fuck with you like are probably have been in your ears through corona somehow or some way and like more and more so like now that corona's like obviously still going a lot of people would like to say it's like when corona happened or when it back then but still the same shit it's just like this new chapter within it right yeah but like where yeah. we're at now, where we're at right now, like depending on who you are or like who you came with, it's just like more prominent than ever that like your your future probably lies somehow within them too. You feel me? Like there's something that's there's gonna be emergent more emergence. Like you're always like even like like for you for sure. I have this one friend, uh I don't know if you met him, Paul Browning. He I played college football with him, he's a receiver. He came out and visited me a couple of times when I was staying in the Tony Stark Tower out there. Okay. And, uh, and then, like, he moved out there to play arena football. And then he got kind of he injured his ankle or something. Yeah, and I don't remember. We both came out to Colorado da, 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 for a long time. Now, then I came out here. In the last four weeks, he, he's been out here. Or in the last six weeks, he's been out here, like, two times. And he has, like, a tryout with some arena team out here now. Oh, and I'm damn. like, what the fuck? What are the odds, bro? Just keeps following you. You guys keep end up in the same spot. Spot, bro. Universe just is taking you there. So crazy, right? Yeah, dude. I think since we're on the topic of peaks and valleys in life, right? And just the ebbs and flows of life, you know what I mean? Like, no matter how high you are and how long you're high, you got to know that there is going to be a crash, there's going to be a low. 
And like that pattern is going to be cyclical throughout your entire life. And you've got, you know, you've had your, your valleys, right. We're talking about said Valley with you right after the WWE, but then like going through that time, pushing yourself forward, putting in the work every single day, regardless of like outcome and like self progression. And eventually an opportunity came and you were ready to take advantage of it. But like you stayed, you stayed cool during that time. Right. Like you, as much as you were pressing to like make the next big move, you were also sitting back with like a new found sense of knowledge that you had garnered from your private previous experiences. So you were like able to weather the storm, you know, the emotional storm that comes with those lows, you were able to like deal with those. Right. And keep a clear mind and make a, the right decision when the right decision came, Yeah, period. which is, I think is just, that's a vital, that's very vital to go back to talking about like controlling your emotions. That's, that's a big key because you're going to hit these lows and you're going to want to, you know, self-destruct. You're going to go crazy and grab people and tear them down with you or you're going to like eat the fuck out of it and just like be humble with it. Like it's not even really being humble, but that's like the closest word you can describe to like hold on to it humbly. Like just hold on. You know what I mean? Dude, it is humble. Life is humbling. Everybody gets humbled by life. I don't care who you are. I don't care how big of a swinging dick you are. Everybody gets humbled by life. Straight up. And you just got to learn how to, to roll with the punches. And that's what everyone's going to going through right now with COVID. Right. Like we're all going through it right now. And it's, this is test shit testing everybody and everyone's little weaknesses that they've either ignored or neglected or, or just whatever they kind of push them off. They're all being exposed right now. And some people are folding. Some people are folding up under the pressure and other people they're rising to the occasion. They're plugging the leaks. Now they're building up stronger than ever. And when this time period's over, when this, this little valley is no valley no more. And we come out of this thing and the fog clears and the light comes beaming down and the sun's out the birds are chirping and life's good dog. The people that, that persevered, the people that put in the work and plug those holes and fix themselves up, they're going to come out of this quarantine better than ever. <laughs> they're going to come out the winners. Straight up, bro. And it's because, like, you've you've probably had some type of previous super hustle that was in, during a super struggle. And now, like, this super struggle is brand new, but, like, you're like, all right, all I have to do is that one equation I had in whatever current situation I'm allowed and or have or revert to what I know, and that's just to, like, not lose. And, like, that should get scary at times, but, like, you just got to keep your mind on that goal, bro. Daily. <laughs> I feel like sometimes it gets frustrating too. Cause like, especially once you like met more, met so many connections, you have locations, you know, like obviously like I'm in LA, you're like all the way across the map right now. Dog. Like, how yeah. crazy, you know what I mean? Like, but everything time and space is like really nothing. Like you can always close the gap, but it's just like right now, 
now is like just a time to fucking learn something new from a distance. Just yeah, I'm. Here, bro. I'm gonna be making so I don't know when, because this is one of those time periods where it's let's build the resources, let's put in the work. We might not get paid out from it right away, but like there's going to be an opportunity out of this chaos that's going to show itself and I'm going to need to be ready to pounce. Right. And that's kind of what this is for me right now. And I know at some point I'm going to end out in LA. I'm going to be out where you are. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in, in the cards. It's, it's destiny. Right. Probably sooner rather than later. Yeah, straight up, bro. Yeah, because then once you get on one, too, and you're, like, in the right zone, like this this is, like, kind of a magical land, bro. Like, you, you feel that at the beginning because it's kind of, like, just a nice new feel, but then eventually you start kind of feeling there is some, like, real magic that, like, depending on who you talk to, you catch those you catch those rhythms that, like, people are tapped in with you now, and then it's just, like, you know, you start bouncing this energy back and forth, and then, like, the money just kind of starts dancing within the party, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, I do know what you're saying. It's kind of crazy. A lot of opportunities out there. Yeah. And crazy. I know they say you can like create, you know, in this new world, 2020, we can make connections and make money anywhere, which is true. You can, but there's just something about being in a, in a city like LA. Cause like anybody that's anybody's out there. Right. Some real shit, bro. Or will be out there. And some people come up here, come out here and come up so so quick. Or some people are out here for a while thinking they came up already and they kind of fall off a little bit. And then all of a sudden they actually finally come up for real and they're and everyone's like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like there's so many storylines, there's so many like different uh scenarios where people like stumble into their success beautifully almost seemingly unintentional but really all all like just part of the plan whichever plan that is you know what i mean like it's crazy bro yeah and that's basically what we've been doing anyway sometimes like after the fact it seems like it made more sense than it did but like it didn't make no sense us like going wwe mode right away like didn't make no sense like me just going back to colorado like none of that shit was making sense you feel me but now we're here and now we're talking about it on a fucking podcast. <laughs> now we're just taking now we're just taking digital virtual diaries before we fuck shit up. Like, what's yep. <laughs> it's like the plot, you know what I mean? It's like a plot to a to an action movie where the villain, you know, the villain's given his plan. Yeah, this is like some Doctor Evil shit. I love it. Yeah, dude, the podcast has been I've been having a blast doing this thing. Fuck yeah. And there's no reason you shouldn't be like you're, you're in your zone. You got your people, all your people are like people that can like aid in this and like help you with it. And all while like knowing it's yours and like you can just start like basically like doing all that shit you've been like, like planning for when you're at WWE. Like you have like such a character and such a like whole body of like charisma to bring to the table but like like I know more than anybody you included like you can be capped within a certain society depending on like people's 
other people's endeavors as well as other political schemes that might not even involve you, but like for whatever reason that you're last within that system. And now that shit's gone out the door and you you don't got no fucking, no brakes on you. There's no fucking governor in the engine. No more like now it's like, let's fucking go, bro. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm the captain of the ship and I've set sail and this is mine. This is my gig. Right. And what I do from here on out is it's all on me. Yeah. And like, that's going to make you hold you even more accountable than you already were. And you were accountable as fuck in a, in a circus. So it's like, fuck bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do know what you mean. (laughs) I know, you know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, bro. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's like one of those challenges in life where it's like, it's good to have, it brings problems, but it's like they're problems that let you know that you're alive and you're living. Oh, look at those, bro. Organic. Oh, I'll know right away when you crack that open and I can see that yolk because you know, you can tell by the yolk that I bet you that yolk is golden. For those of you who are just listening to the podcast, right? Josh is, uh, he's, he's cooking up some eggs right now. And he's pulling out these bomb ass eggs. Oh, just cracked one onto the skillet through the screen, through the screen. They look golden. They look golden. Oh my God. Very nutrient dense egg right there. You can really just see the tone of the gold. Oh, sorry. That was a little sensual. One hand crack. See, this is that big man shit, bro. Can't even wait. Can't even wait to get another meal in. This is that big man shit, bro. I, this isn't really, this actually isn't even like, like for me. It's just so that the podcast can be better for the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> really being selfless right now. This isn't, some people confuse it with being selfish. It's really selfless. Dude, right now I've got this, um, I'm making this YouTube video for a chili recipe and I filmed all of it earlier, but now I'm, I put it in the slow cooker and I had it cooking for about 14 hours. There's about an hour and a half left on it. And when we get up off the airwaves, I'm about to tear into one of those. I'm going to tear into a bowl of that chili. Bro, I love that. Chili's such a good staple. Like, it's always going to come through for you, and, like, it's fucking nice on the coin pouch, and that shit is gas. <laughs> Dude, and so that was something that I said in the video. I was telling these, you know, whoever ends up watching this video, listen, youngsters out there, athletes, bodybuilders, what are, you know, that are on a diet but trying to be jacked, <clears throat> trying to get a lot of calories in, trying to eat good foods for you, right, nutrient-dense foods, chili I made a batch of chili that's going to probably last me anywhere from like five to seven days and less. So let's say, let's just say six, let's split the difference. Let's say six for under $50. I'm getting six meals of some bomb ass nutrient dense food, right? You're getting the ground buff buffalo, 
You're getting all the nutrients from that. You're getting all that protein from that. I've got three different types of beans, garbanzo beans, black beans, kidney beans. You know what I mean? We're getting protein. Lentils on deck. Lentils. We're getting, we're getting the carbohydrates from them. We're getting the proteins from them. We're getting folate from them. Then also beans are great for your, your gut microbiome. So now you're getting digestive aid. So all that super heavy, dense nutrients that are in your system, they're being uptaked into your system even more efficiently. Yeah. You know, then, then you got that. Digestive health is half the battle. Bro. It's when it comes to training, when everyone talks about nutrition, they fuck up by talking about their food at first. And it's like, yo, you need to get your digestion in track before you even start worrying about your food. Period. Like your macros don't mean shit. If you're not digesting and uptaking nutrients properly, it right. starts at the, at the gut. P- papaya. <laughs> it is, dude, papaya is good for, is for your gut biome. Yeah. Uh, any type of fermented foods are really good for your microbiome. Fuck yeah. Dates. Sauerkraut, cabbage, cabbage, pickles, pickled anything, anything that's pickled, anything with like vinegar in it, apple cider vinegar, great for the gut. Great for the gut, bro. Pineapple's good, helps you digest proteins. Oh yeah. Grapefruit. Yeah. Dude, I've been craving grapefruits lately. I've been fucking some grapefruits up. Bro, I love grapefruit, bro. I fucking love grapefruit. I love, I like sour. You like sour shit? I like sour shit, bro. Me too. I used to love, uh, remember Warhammers? Ooh. Or Sourheads, right? The Sourhead Warhammers? Warheads. Warheads. Warheads, uh, (laughs) Warhammers. Whatever the hell those things are. Warheads. Lemonhead times Warheads. I'd always get the lemon one and it would just be so sour, dude. So sour. A couple of them up and it'd be like so fucked up. Then I would like, because I get them on Halloween in abundance. I felt like they'd burn your tongue. I would get some of them. I'd open like four of them because of bro. And Halloween, bro, I would get on my bike. I would be hitting blocks. I would have two pillowcases tied around my neck. (laughs) And I'd be just fucking killing it, dog. Like killing it. Dude, so, I loved Halloween because it was just a hustle who, to who could get to the most houses. That's exactly what it was. It was a hustle. How much candy can I get? How fat mm-hmm. can I get till Christmas? Like right now, let's go. Like <laughs> I, I would get a, I would get a, a whole the warheads after I like OD'd on how sour they were. I would like take them all out. Boom, 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 boom. I'd put them in a bowl like a true fat kid, and I'd put water in the bowl, and I'd like sift it. And I'd let it sit, and I'd sift it again, let it sit, and then I'd rinse it, and then I'd like put more water in there, and then I'd like put it on a like leave it in the bowl in the water, and then I'd be eating all the shits with no sour shit on it. I'd be like, "Ooh, so good! I'm so fat!" And I crack a surge. Remember the surge? <laughs> Yo, surges, bro. Surges. <laughs> surges were fire, bro. It I used like, to love surge. Me too. It was like fucking. I love surge. Surge was like mountain. It was dude. crack for kids, dude. It was crack. It was crack. <laughs> it was crack for kids. <laughs> it was literally crack. It was like. It was like crack, bro. It was like fucking Mountain Dew's drunk uncle. It was. <laughs> I think they had to ban it, right? Because it did some funky ass. People were like mutating and shit from drinking it. 
Bro, it, yeah, they took it off the shelves for something, bro. I don't know, it's some bullshit. <laughs> it had a odd, dude, the graphic design was, I thought was super dope on the can, like the Surge like logo. All like, gra- like graffiti Surge. Yeah, and it was like bright red, surrounded by all this like, like neon green. Yeah, hard. I used to, when I drank pot back in the day, so it was like obviously Surge, right? But then like Surge went away and I was a Mountain Dew guy. Yeah, I was too. I really didn't. I didn't fuck with any dark sodas ever. I hate dark sodas. Still to this day, I like the only time I would drink dark sodas like with like whiskey or something. Yeah. But, but I fucking I was de- I was heavy on like ginger ale like early on because my grandparents they just had that shit in there, so I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, it's crazy to think that, like, I feel like trick-or-treating is one of those things that are going away. Yeah, what the fuck? We're going to have COVID trick-or-treating rules? Like, that's that's gone, bro. That's- well, I feel like it was already kind of starting to go away because they'd be, like, all strict with, you know. And it's kind of lazy, bro. Like, parents be just kind of taking their kids, like, out like kind of late and then they just hit a couple spots and they come back like yeah dude it is super parents have gotten super lazy soft and weird super lazy where it's like they don't want to walk their kids around the block they want to take them down to the next neighborhood or drive them around i remember my parents would take me they'd help take me around all over the place or my grandparents or whoever yeah we we'd be out and about I would, I would be on my BMX bike dipping for hours. I was I'd be hitting, I'd hit multiple neighborhoods. I'd hit my neighborhood and then I'd try and hit one of my grandparents' neighborhoods. Hell yeah. I get that double bag. Double bag. Two pillowcases? You're good for me. <laughs> oh. One of those other like fake ass wife tales was like, always check your candy. They might put like, Blades in there. They, they might be putting blades in the Jolly Ranchers. I remember hearing my grandma say that. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, because they would hear that on the news of one case out of like 300 million people, right? Some crazy psychopath like fucked with somebody's candy or their candy and was giving it out, right? And so then that that news story got spread around the country. And then yeah. everybody saw it, and then everybody was just super paranoid that everybody was, like, poisoning their candy or, like, putting syringes in there or some shit. Yeah. And that's also when, like, news spread through, like, newspaper and, like, truck stops, not fucking social media, so. Yeah, well, they had, uh, like, they had the 12 o'clock news. They had the 5 o'clock news, the 12 o'clock news, and then the 6 o'clock news. Right. So you'd get those through three news sources and the paper. Remember when I first started noticing media travels slower, like through time without the internet was because of music. I remember like always getting in high school, like freshman, sophomore year, always getting like MP3 sent to us from like Houston and all this like Swisher house, like new Charlie boy, dope rap, like good ass shit. We'd get it like a little bit ahead of the wave. And then we'd like be hearing like people on like MySpace and shit in Cali, like listening to songs, like, what the fuck is this? And then it would finally catch up and get to us. So that was my first perception wave of like how like pre like supercharged internet, like media still like slowly like traveled from coast to coast and then like went coast to coast and then it's slow. You know what I mean? It was always like, I used to, I remember like being in tune with that wave somehow, like 
even like hearing like parents talk or like I like could see it kind of. And then like internet hit and then it was just all just right now. It is music. Music is a great indicator of that. Cause if you remember like pre-internet, it was like you, you could find jams that were like underground or like indie that like people didn't know about that you were getting off like people's like tapes or CDs they were giving you. Yeah. And you would like fight, you would like come across them, right? Or like some random, uh, when the internet or when social media, or at least when music started streaming, right? You had, I don't know if you were, there was this thing called eight track, it was like a music app, and they'd have they'd have a, a bunch of random playlists with songs from artists that you'd like never heard before. And sometimes the playlists were like hit or miss, but you would like listen through all of them. And they were usually all pretty dope. You'd find people that like nobody knew about. You'd be listening to them for a couple of years. And then like, then like the streaming platforms all like got super sophisticated. And then you start seeing these people that you were rocking with like years before. And like now people are listening to them. And you're like, yo, you're behind. Yeah, like I've been on this, but I feel like now it's it's really hard to find anybody that can be like an artist that can be yours that nobody knows about yet. You can discover them early on, yeah. It's like right, and then you could be on them, and like people people that aren't on them because he's not mainstream. So it's like, but you are on them because you've like you can see the appreciation outside of said mainstream appeal. Or yeah, and or you like organically found the artist and it like stuck and you're like, well, it's dope. And then now you got to see their up rise. Yeah. Now it's like it's already, they're already like discovered or like you barely hear about them. Well, and like right, you can get on the streaming platforms pretty easily now. Yeah, like from Siri. Right, you go SoundCloud and then you can get like right into. Spotify, I feel like, pretty easily. Hell yeah, like right now. I just do Safari. Well, you, uh, what? You got you got your SoundCloud rolling. Yeah, bro, I got my SoundCloud rolling. I, I kind of like, uh, I've been writing songs, like, I really started writing songs over COVID heavy because I was like, fuck, like, if I don't do it now, I'm, I'm a piece of shit. I ain't shit. Like, I got all this time at night don't really got to be waking up to like leave and go anywhere in the morning. I kind of just roll out of bed and get straight into sessions. Like it's going to be easy for me to focus on the shit. And like I said, like new variables in my life allowed me to like basically get like way more artistic. And then I started like hitting it through this app. And I basically got this like little project right now. It's just like short, like minute to two minute long songs that I'm like kind of trying to blend together to make them like four minute long songs. And I'm going to drop, like, a little EP. Most of it's up on SoundCloud right now, though, bro. And I've just been, like, finding instrumentals that I like. And I'll just, like, be in my room just big chilling at night, like, finding a melody that I like and that I can rock with and, like, sound good with. And then I'll just fucking hit it a couple times. And, like, my, like, second take will usually be pretty hard. Sometimes I'll just, like, be freestyling some wild shit. Like, you know me. Like, we used to be in the spaceship dipping on the East Coast. <laughs> I'll be saying some wild shit out of nowhere. And uh, it's usually the best shit, though. It's always the best shit when it's first take, bro. Like uh-huh. that my baby I dropped. That's about my my uh, my lady Anna. Like she was start, she was starting to like focus me heavy. We're like traveling back and forth, 
And I was just like lit at my homie's studio. And he's like, yo, I got a couple of instrumentals if you just want to throw something up. He was kind of like calling me out. I just caught there. Me and, Austin, me and my roommate Austin, he was watching. He had Chi Chi with him. He's holding Chi Chi. I just went up to the shits. I was like super lit, bro. Like I had just smoked like with this guy with his little special super Nova weed. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh my God, he plays it. And there's a nice ass mic, similar to probably your mic right there. Boom, I'm on it. I started hitting it. And then I was like, hit the whole shit in the first take then he was done he's like he's like, i'm gonna do something real quick he's like bro that sounds pretty good do you want to redo it and i was like nah it's cool and then we just been rocking with it playing it and shit and then that's just what kind of like kind of pulled me to start doing it again i was kind of doing it in college like i'm just talking to my mac devices you know what i mean i've always been like apple's been helping me make the shits from the jump but uh yeah i got something to drop in hopefully like Within the next two months, I'm going to just throw some shit up on iTunes, too, so it'll be, like, more official. Well, bro, you have, a, like, a connection to music. Yeah, I do, for sure. Like, in my in my blood or something. Yeah, you got a, you got a big connection to music because, like, you were drawn to this, you know what I mean, to rapping. And yeah. then also, like, you are the smoothest motherfucker I know when it comes to just dancing. <laughs> the smoothest, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. like... Even if I swear you've, you could not have heard a song before and like dance to the beat and the rhythm of the song and be on point. You know what I mean? Why is that? I'm glad you know that, bro. I love that you know that, but I don't know. That's like that, that connection you're talking about. I'll hit that shit. I don't know what like I've got to know, I've got to, I got to kind of hear a song. Like I can feel a song sometimes, but like I, I, I kind of got to hear it a couple of times to be able to really like, like get my movements to the beat and the rhythm. But I feel like you just like are synced right away. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I hear like the melody and I hear like the sims and then I'm just, I'm in there. Like I <laughs> I love it, bro. I Thank love you. it. Yeah, that shit's dope. That's like a, that, I love that shit too. That's a blessing. It feels good. That, that's like a good feeling, bro. Connecting with music's fucking dope, period. Like, whether you're pro or not, music's a beautiful thing. That's just been. It's art, dude. Art. But it's like more than art almost, bro. It's like. Therapy? That's like kind of medicine in itself too. It's therapy, yeah. And it's weird how we can like, just as humans, I feel like it's magical too because like. You could even be like, and I hate to take it here right away, but I'm like in the zone, so I'm just gonna say, speak my mind. Like, I feel like you could have like a like a learning disability or maybe like a mental disability. You can be an adolescent child. You can be old as fuck. You could like be recovering from something weird. You could have like, you could be pretty sharp. You'd be autistic. You could like it could be a wide variety of whatever. But if you like memorize a song and you know it, and you can, like, sing it, even if your voice isn't good or your voice is great, like, you can sing it, it'll stick with you, and then, like, you can, like, be away from that for so, so long, and then all of a sudden you hear, like, the melody, and it triggers inside of your brain, and then it brings it out of you, bro, like, that shit's fucking special, there's, like, and that's undeniable, everybody has some sense of that, I, I think, maybe some people aren't in tune with that at all, but I feel like everybody is, bro, and once you, like, start seeing, like, how is it so hard for me to, like, memorize, like, x y and z but i can remember i remember the song word for word from eight years ago and it's just stored in my databanks like through music it's because like we have a whole different like system for that i think you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure dude like you're you're at you have access like that that music gene has access to like a it not only does it give you access to a different part of your brain but it also develops 
that said part of the brain even more. It's like a different form of communication. It is. You said, uh, like, what's it do? Like you were saying that it's like therapeutic. Like what does it, what does it do for you? For me, bro, it's crazy. Like when I'm actually like pouring myself into some songs, like, and I don't like sit there and like get like mad at the paper, like happy or sad or like flex the paper. Right. I'll usually like find it. My process creatively now is like, I find an instrumental I fuck with and I get like match like an idea I have. And then I'll like make a quick hook and then I'll sing it different ways on it. Like just without saying any English words, I'll just be like making like mumbly noises. You know what I mean? I'll like finding a good rhythm that like hits. And then I start like thinking of like simple ass words, like less is more, like especially being like a big guy with like, with like louder or deeper tone. Like you can't expect to get like get a whole lot across lyrically all the time, depending on like what the octave is. So like, you got to just like hone into your message and then like then that's when it, like then the science stops and then like the magic happens and you start like feeling it and then like what's when i'm done with the song and i'm like, listening to my own shit like i'm proud of it and like it's not like i'm like listening to my shit to like like kiss my own ass type thing it's like i'm listening to my shit because i'm like yeah it just feels good because it's like what you said like you kind of like therapeutically like getting like this like idea or thought like off your head whether it's like true to you or not, the message that you're saying in it, like it feels good and like you can like hit it again rhythmically. All of a sudden, like you're just, you feel good. Like you took some medicine, you know what I mean? Like, so you're taking your own medicine because it's literally you just like seeing it. And then it's cool to see people like fuck with me. Cause like the way I like have like shown my music to the people, that's not really been like, hey guys, this is me. Like I made this song last night, me, me, me. I'm always just like, cause I'm pretty cryptic online anyway. So I like, no one really knows. I've had multiple people that kind of fuck with me hard. And they're like, yo, are those your songs? And I'm like, yeah, how did you know? Like, what the fuck? And they're like, well, you're always posting crazy shit. So I don't know. Like, they might have thought I just, I had one of those like underlying undiscovered songs and I threw it on there and they're like, oh, it's cool. But then I have, or I'll have like people DM me and be like, yo, what song is this? And I'm like, motherfucker, it's me. <laughs> yo, here's the link to the SoundCloud. Peep it. Click, right click, left click. We'll see Apple V. Let's go. Yeah, no, dude, I've been, I've been fucking with, uh, the shit you've been putting out, dude. Uh, and then the graphics with it too, always pop me. Yeah. The graphics help me. It makes it like more like entertaining. Dude. I, I'm like, I'm enjoying like having these, like these, these rap songs or whatever linked up with like animation, like, especially if it's like in your case where you're just putting like this, just the, some of these things are just ridiculous. Like the one you have of the, and I think it's one of your own drawings of the dude who is like grab, has got the girl ra- like wrapped around her legs are wrapped around and they're like very primal cavemen and women. Like he's yeah, like yeah, ravaging yeah. her. And then you got your music, one of your songs playing in the background to it. It's just like, yeah, I love yeah. it. Uh, yeah. I appreciate it. But yeah. I don't, I, uh, I'm like tying all my shits together. So it's like a super flex, but I'm also just like, yo, here's some art that I'm dropping. Cause also like social media got boring to me, bro. Like over the past, like probably like five years, it's like so repetitive. Like some people yeah. count look and it's like every other picture is the same picture. It's like, that's kind of psychopath shit, dog. I want to put out like cool new weird shit every time. You know what I mean? Nobody, like, dude, nobody's trying to be authentic. Nobody's trying to be unique everybody's trying to be like everybody else. 
Nobody wants to step up. They're all trying to hack the out algorithm, hop on a trend. Like nobody's trying to just like, yo, what happened to just being like being you and putting out something that you either think is funny or is cool, regardless of what anyone else thinks. Yeah. You know, or like the art of being like ridiculous and wild and not for the sake of being ridiculous and wild, but because you are ridiculous or wild. Right, right, right. Cause it's, it's real. Right. It's just like a natural thing, right? Whatever, like there's just a lot of phony copycat, everyone out there trying to, to they're trying to create their reality right through social media but like no like it's coming across as phony because it's not coming from a source right at all you know it's not coming from a like there's no origin point you're just copying but like you don't have the fuel to source that projection yeah that's what you don't have the right light you know what i mean to make that projection come true or feel real right i feel like uh that's why I'll post shit sometimes, dude. I'll post shit and I don't even, I, I don't care. I don't care if you like it or if you don't like it. Sometimes people will be like, they will, well, I'm like, yo, that was a wild post or that was like, that was, you know, they'll, they'll leave like a little passive aggressive comment, right? Or yeah. at least say something about like it being wild or whatever. And it's just like, yo, or about people not liking it. It's like, yo, I never really got into this to care whether or not somebody liked it or not. Yeah, yeah. Or that people didn't like it. Right, right, right. And like the fact that people don't like it or like have the audacity really to tell you that they don't like it, that just shows they're probably not like someone to really fuck with anyway. Like, yeah, it's like, bro, then it's not for you, which means that. You good, bro? <laughs> Please move along. Right, right, right. Straight up. Crazy dog. Crazy times we're in, bro, but nonetheless we adapt. Yeah. Well, bro, it's like four AM over on my side. Yeah, yeah. No, it's one AM over here, so yeah, you're deep. Um I'm gonna get up off this thing, bro, but I yeah. love you, dog. I love yeah. you big time. I'm glad we got to have this conversation. Yeah, bro. I've been waiting for it. It's been like drug out a couple of weeks, but we'll do another one, good. bro. We, we got to hit it again. We'll get some sicko combos on here because we keep it real. We let the we lead the way for the scallywags trying to be legends. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If you're if you were knocked in the dirt, if you're from the mud, you know what I mean. If you were told you weren't going to be nobody, you know what I mean. You were looked at as an outcast for whatever reason. And the all odds were kind of against you from the jump. And you're geographically or historically bound. Don't fucking think that that shit's over because there's a whole lot of shit ahead. Nah, this is the thing that they need to remember. The only rule to the game is that there are no rules to the game. There's no rules, bro. Make them up as you go. Yeah, buck, buck on the rules often, honestly. And like, ask for forgiveness, yo, if you have to. Yeah, following. There's too many dumbass rules out there to be following them all. Okay, you can figure out which ones need to be followed and which ones don't, and plan accordingly. Period, bro. Make moves, take risks. Period. For the glory. For the fucking glory, for the grace, 
for the fucking human race, dog. Period. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, bro. Let's get up off this thing. I yeah. appreciate you. I love you. Yeah, We're signing you. up out of this thing. Yay. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking love. Hit me up whenever, bro. I will, big homie. Peace. Dreams on me.